from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's podcast episode 269 top 50 superhero slash comic book movies I'm your host Ryan and welcome back everyone I know it's been a while things have been going on <laughs> I mentioned this in uh, the Patreon episode that I released recently um, I uh, so the last episode you guys heard was for the after action report which those guys far surpassed their goal they ended up with I think over, it was well over double their goal, uh, which is awesome because they were able to do a lot of stretch goals and everything else. Amazing support. So thank you, anyone who backed it. Um, one thing I wanted to mention in regards to that, and I'll kind of get into why I've been MIA for a little while. Um, but I, I was asked by some people in the past, like, um, you know, you, you have people come out with Kickstarters and things like that. Do you... Do they reach out to you? Do they, you know, pay you to come on? Do they, you know, give you one for free for, you know, sponsoring them and things like that? Um, and it wasn't like accusatory that I was being asked. It was just out of curiosity. Like, hey, what do you get out of, you know, do you get anything out of doing that with them or for them? And uh, the answer is no. Uh, so I, uh, they don't pay me. Um, yes, they do sometimes reach out to me. So I do have, sometimes there'll be a Kickstarter that I'm interested in that I think is related to the show and I'll reach out to the creator to see if they want to come on. Um, and as long as they see the message more times than not, when they know what this, find out what the show is about and everything else, they're totally for it because other than my own project and I think Robert's project, I th think the only Kickstarters I've had on here were uh, ones related to the show. And um, so sometimes I will reach out to a creator and say, hey, I saw your Kickstarter, absolutely love it, and everything else, would you want to come on the show? Talk about it. And like I said, they, they're usually pretty eager to do that because I know this from experience. 
you want to get the word out there as much as possible. And sometimes you don't think about um, reaching out to certain places. Um, and sometimes people stumble across your work that you wouldn't have thought of. And they, you know, uh, so it's awesome. Like if someone reaches out to you and says, Hey, would you like to come on and talk about this? Um, I will tell you doing a podcast, I get quite a few requests, not as much, uh, these days as I did in the early days. In the early days, we got, we had a lot more listenership, uh, showing up on our site. So people would reach out a little bit more frequently. Also in the early stages of you setting up a podcast, like the first couple years or so, you get a lot of solicitations for various things. Um, but I still do on occasion get somebody that reaches out who emails the show and obviously never listens to the show, doesn't pay attention to what it's about. And they will just be like, Hey star. And it's like, obviously you don't, you didn't even bother to look on the webpage to see the names. Cause like, even if you look at the bottom of the page on the website for the copyright, you'll see my name is there. So, um, or if you go on to actually look at an episode and download it, you'll see multiple names on there. So, they obviously don't know who they're reaching out to, but they'll be like, hey, do you want to promote? Uh, I'd love to come on your show and promote this project that I'm doing and everything else. And it's like, it's not really what we do on the show uh, in regards to whatever their project is. But like I said, I've had people that have reached out to me before. Um, you know, the guys, uh, Josh and, uh, oh my God, I'm Roger. It was totally blank on your name, Roger. Sorry about that. Um, I had them on the show before. They reached out to me again to see if I would be willing to have them on again. Um, and I think the last time I reached out, I think the first Kickstarter they did, I reached out to them uh, because I liked what they were doing. And uh, then they reached out this latest time and they just asked, hey, would you like to have us on the show? You know, would you mind having us on the show again? I'm totally for that because it's a G.I. Joe uh, book. So um, I've I had, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was Dan... Klingon Smith uh, Jr., who was on the show for his Kickstarter, which I do want to have him on again because he's done multiple ones, um, and I love talking GI Joe with him. So, um, so yeah, there there's times like that where they'll reach out to me totally for it because it is something that uh, I think is related to the show, and then there's times where I reach out to them and have them on the show. Uh, I do not get any type of compensation for it. Uh, I don't expect any compensation for it. Uh, I would never ask them for it. Literally every project that I've ever had on the show has been something that I have supported myself. So uh, these are all books and comics and things like that that I own myself because they were successful and they got funded and they sent me, you know, what my reward level was. So, um, so yeah, it, it. I would never bring to you guys something that I wouldn't be supporting myself. So uh, I know there's podcasts, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. I know, but I know there's podcasts out there that will have people on the you know sponsorship and stuff like that, and that's fantastic. That's great because it is a, a way to make money doing the show. Um, I can tell you John does sponsorship for his podcast, uh, which makes total sense for the type of podcast he's doing. But at the same time, he is extremely selective about what sponsorships he has. 
uh, because he wants to make sure it's relative to his show. So I a a thousand percent respect that because um, I've heard of the ones (laughs) that he turns away and it's ridiculous. Um, And then he'll also have ones where he's like, hey, yes, sponsorship, but here's what my rates are. And they'll be like, oh, no, never mind. Like, it's as if they're belittling a podcast, like they're expecting you to do it for free. So, um, or for next to nothing. So, uh, so I just wanted to let you guys know, like, the the After Action Report, I 100% support it. I supported the first one. I own the first one. Absolutely loved it. So when I was talking on the show about, like, hey, I don't think we talked it up enough last time, I was being 100% truthful about that um, because... I, when I saw their project the first time, I was like, okay, this looks really cool. This looks like something I want to support. I want to have them on the show, all that type of stuff. And then when I got it in my hands, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually way better than I was expecting. Like, and, uh, I was very impressed. So, uh, I am looking forward to the second volume. Uh, Roger, uh, shortly after we recorded after, uh, the show became extremely ill, uh, had some serious medical issues and uh he's doing a lot better now he still is recovering but he was in the hospital for a little while um so i'm glad we were able to do the show when we did to get the word out there um not that the guys needed it. i mean they they crushed it and you know they yes i know that they got some support from our show but uh they you know they built up a following for themselves so uh they really deserve all the kudos they could get and like i said i'm glad they had that because roger did get very sick um, he's okay now. Well, not okay now. He's still recovering, but he's out of the hospital. He's doing much better. He's healing. Uh, it should not be slowing up the projects project because you heard them talk on this show like it was, for the most part, done already. Um, just a little bit that still had to be done. So, uh, so I wouldn't be worried about that at all. Um, but then in regards to me, right after I did the convention, uh, I got really sick like a couple days after that um i think i recorded with um with eric and john and got really sick after that and then like was still fairly sick when i did the recording with josh and roger and um recovered it was not covid at least from testing it showed that it wasn't covid um uh i also didn't have some of the symptoms i know the symptoms can change but there were symptoms I had that are related to a cold that have not been associated with COVID that I had. So I had certain symptoms that were like, okay, those are cold symptoms or cold or flu type symptoms. Uh, they're not COVID type symptoms. So I was sick for a while. Um, and then even once I got better, I had a really nasty cough that lasted a good three weeks to a month. Um, like even when it got better, it was still like very difficult to do this, like to talk for a while. Um, I would be coughing for, you know, after every couple sentences or something like that. And I still have little, little moments, uh, where I'll get a little cough or something like that. But I kind of attribute that to just like normal, like, okay, dust in the air type of thing or whatever. But, but yeah, it was, it wasn't fun. Um, and so then I, I was like, okay, I haven't done any, I haven't done a regular episode in a while, but I also haven't done a Patreon episode even longer. And so I wanted to, I knew I had started a Patreon episode, so I wanted to finish that one. I got it out there and I was like, okay, now I need to do a regular episode. Um, 
I do plan on getting together with the guys hopefully soon because uh, we'll do an episode. Uh, there's a, a group that's doing a bunch of Joe episodes uh, call, and they're calling it Cobra Convergence. And so you, you pick a date that you're going to do a show and it has to be focused on Cobra from G.I. Joe. Uh, so I have some ideas when it comes to that. Uh, one of the things is I, I want to reach out to John and to Eric and, and maybe some other people and see about having them come on and do one of the ideas that I have. So that I, I am slated for the 23rd, which is going to be fast approaching <laughs> uh, by the time you hear this. So I do want to get recorded with those guys and get the episode out on the 23rd uh, since I made a promise to do so. And, um, and there's other, like, if you look at what Cobra Convergence, I think if, it may even be able to hashtag it. Like, they're doing stuff all the month of July. So uh, you might find some other favorites. Like, I think, uh, I know What's on Joe Mind's doing an episode. Uh, I think uh, G.I. Joe Berg is doing one. Uh, those are the two names that I'm most familiar with. I was shocked at how many G.I. Joe podcasts are out there now. Like, because all of these are for... Um, G.I. Joe. So it's, well, it's not just podcasts. It can be uh, YouTube also, but it's it's basically the same thing. I'm going to call all of them podcasts. But yeah, there's a lot of Joe media out there, a lot of Joe podcasts out there. When Chuck and I started doing this, there was G.I. Joe Review, which was covering all the Marvel run of G.I. Joe, which I think they got up into the 60s, thereabouts. I can't remember where they finished off. Um, and there was us. Now, we, uh, to my knowledge, we were the only two that were covering G.I. Joe material. Shortly after we started is when What's on Joe Mind started. Um, and I'm, I mean very shortly after we started. Um, and that's why we, we became friends with them is, you know, they, they were out there and, you know, we heard about them and everything else. And we we're like, oh, I'm going to check them out and everything else. And again, no, there's no animosity between us. Like we're all good friends we've met each other at uh, a gi joe a couple gi joe conventions that we've gone to um i would like to see the guys more um and i know the their rotation has changed and everything else it's not all the same people anymore um but yeah it's you know now there's like they were filling up this calendar with gi joe episode related episodes or cobra related episodes and some days there's like two so you've had to figure, okay, um, there's at least 30, uh, thir- you know, thir- well, 31 of them plus some. So that's quite a few that have been added since we've been around. So, um, but I wanted to get another episode out to you guys. Uh, it is uh, Monday night. Uh, I do want to give you kind of a couple quick updates about my life. But then I was like, uh, my wife went to bed early. So I was just like, I can just record down in the kitchen like I do for a, um, a Patreon episode. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. I'm down in my kitchen and everything else. And it just makes it quick and easy. Like I don't have to, uh, like the guys are always open to, to recording whenever, you know, we coordinate pretty easily, but stuff like this is kind of spur of the moment. And so that's what makes it easier. Cause it's, it's not that the, you know, organizing the guys is difficult. It's not. Um, but you want to give some note, some type of notice, like, "Hey, what do you guys think about recording on this particular night?" Uh, not, "Hey, do you guys want to record in the next five minutes?" 
so, uh, and here's the topic. Come up with it really fast. So I was like, oh, okay, wife went to bed early. I can record an episode really quick. I had an idea for a little while based on a, um, a TikTok that somebody sent to me. So before I get into that, obviously, if you heard me mention the title, you kind of know what it is. But a um, couple updates. One is with my comic. Uh, issue two, the printed copy, uh, is now at the docks. It does because of labor shortages and everything else. It is going to take a while for it to get to me because uh, it's going to take a while for it to get to the warehouse. Uh, I heard it takes about three weeks after it has gone to the uh, from. Uh, once it's gotten to the docks to get it to the warehouse. And then once it's at the warehouse, then they ship it to me. And I usually, last time I got it with him, like four or five days. Um, so I was told by the printer that they're expecting it to be at the warehouse by the end of this week, as of me recording this. Um, which means then probably next week, uh, hopefully fingers crossed, the comic will be in my hands and I can start shipping it out to all the backers uh, along with all of their other rewards, which all the other rewards are ready to go. Um, Joel's still working on some of the commissions, so but he knows that the comics are likely on their way, so he's he's putting that as like a top priority to get some of those, to get all of those done, um, not just some of them. But, uh, and then I am looking at potentially creating a website uh, I'm looking at getting the comic onto Comixology. Uh, even though I know there's some people, you know, there's been some issues with Comixology and there's some people that really don't like it right now. Um, it's still a good place to get the comic out there. Um, and then there's a place called Global Comics. Uh, it's like C-O-M-I-X, um, where there's been a lot of independent digital. And they have kind of a different structure, uh, how they do it. Uh, it's a little weird. It's, a, it's still got some bugs to work out it seems like as far as like sizing on your page and everything else there's not an app for it which they should definitely have that um you just have to go to their website and um and i don't know if it looks different on a tablet versus you know on a computer i was looking at a computer and it just didn't really size on the page well but it's free to submit your comic on there so why not you know i can put it on there uh, and, and I can make it paid. So it's, it's not like I'm cheating any of the, uh, backers or anything like that. Uh, you know, once we're up to maybe issue five or six or something like that, then I might make issue one free or something, you know, to entice people. But, uh, I'm also submitting to publishers. Uh, so if you know a publisher out there that you think this comic would be good for, uh, I'm all for hearing about it. And, uh, if they're taking submissions and everything else, cause some publishers just, they don't accept unsolicited submissions. And I've emailed a couple of them just to f still find out like, okay, you don't take unsolicited. Like how does someone usually get a comic idea to you then? Because I understand unsolicited means that they might go out and reach out to somebody and say, Hey, do you want to, would you like to do something with us? Um, but that seems kind of weird because, and I guess every creator's got ideas in their back pocket of like things they would like to do. And, you know, I'm no different. I have a few different ideas besides just Stealth Hammer, but it still seems like a weird thing to just reach out to a creator and say, Hey, would you like to do something? So I have to venture to guess, like there is some way for a creator, let a publisher know, Hey, I've got an idea that I think would work for your 
for your uh, for your thing, and you can then uh, you know then they they're like oh okay and you know pitch us something you know then it is solicited at that point. So, um, but yeah, I was just like curious about that type of stuff. Plus, I figured like if I reach out to a publisher that's you know I'm not sending them a pitch, I tell them that very clearly, but that I'm just curious and wanting some help. You never know; they might reach back out and say. All right, you know what? What? What do you have? What's your idea? So, um, I'm trying everything right now, and just to kind of see what gets attention. And then uh, I'm also looking at potentially creating a website, which can get a little expensive. Uh, it's like maybe the stuff I'm looking at lately has been like around 300 a year, which isn't too bad. But you have to figure my comic I sell it for five dollars, and then. It gets made for a dollar ninety-seven an issue, so it means I make three bucks off of it if if I sell it directly. If I sell it through my local comic shop, they give me three dollars per issue, so they can make two dollars. I essentially make a dollar um, off of that. So to do a website, I would get three dollars, but you figure I have to sell a hundred issues myself to to just break even with that website. That's not even counting paying for more issues to be printed. So, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting cycle basically. Um, and I don't know if it'll be successful, but the idea is that we were talking about trying it and seeing how it goes. They do have a 14 day trial where it's like you, you can create the whole website and then start your 14 day trial. Um, but my, my thought is to initially get something up that looks really nice, looks enticing. So if someone stumps across it, maybe they're interested in, in buying it. Um, and then once we have that structure set up to then add more pages or tabs or something like that to the website that talks about characters and shows artwork of the characters and talks about the world of Stealth Hammer, maybe shows some behind the scenes artwork and concept art and everything else. Um, maybe a page for the creators that worked on it and everything so uh myself included (laughs) uh but just something where if someone stumbled across it there's more than just hey buy my comic um even with pretty art and and something that says what it's about i think it'd be nice to have something that kind of explains who the different characters are and stuff like that so you can kind of connect maybe with some of the characters so that's the general idea when it comes to creating a website plus then it makes it easier to say hey you can buy my comic at my website because that's often what you get from a lot of reviewers and everything else. They want to know, well, where can people get it? So, um, so yes, I'm looking at a lot of things. I'm looking at Shopify right now. Um, Quinn, who's been on the show before and was the editor on the first issue, he told me they, for Elders of the Runestone, he told me they use Gumroad uh, for their digital, and he says he thinks you can also sell physical copies through there so i would i want to kind of check that out too uh because i just i don't want just a page that is just here put your for sale item here and that's all you have like i want it to look inviting i want it to look interesting because i i'd like the page to kind of sell itself while i'm trying to sell it also like i'm not saying like i just want to be done and forget it and it just sells itself no but i do want it where if someone comes across it that they're like, oh, what's this? And they can have stuff to look at and check out and everything else. So, um, And if we do a, a full website, I, I have other items 
that I can sell. We have magnets and mini prints and bookmarks, and we have full-size prints, uh, which that I have to kind of figure out because they, the shipping on that, I'm not sure if it could get expensive or anything like that because they're 11 by 17, very easy to sell at a convention, very tough to ship without them getting damaged. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's everything going on with the comic, personal life, because uh, it's been a little while. Uh, not that you guys might care, I don't know. But uh, I'm still working for the same company, but I got a promotion. Uh, and it was something I went for. It wasn't just like, hey, here's a promotion. Um, I was very interested in a uh, position outside. I worked in a call center previously. I worked in a call center for over 20-some years. Not at the same place, but um, but I've had over 20 years of working in call centers. And I was kind of done with that. Like It was one of those things like my career was feeling very stale. And I was getting very unmotivated at times. I was still getting all my work done, but I could do my work, you know, I knew how to do my job like the back of my hand. And it was just getting dull. It was getting boring. I, I would try to find things to challenge myself, but there's only so far that takes you to. So um, I had gone for this position before the company went with somebody else from the outside. That person left the company. Um for another opportunity, which I was not too surprised by because he was fresh out of college when he got the position. Um, and so I went for it again and I got it this time and I'm very excited. Um, you know, it would have been very easy to be kind of like bitter when the position became available again, being like, well, they didn't want me last time. I'm not going to take it this time, but it was a position I really wanted. And it was something I thought I could do very well because it requires being a very, good analytical mind you know you can do reporting and and things like that and decipher data and all that but also you had to be a people person you had to be good at networking and and, um interacting and customer service and all that type of stuff so it had a nice balance of both and i really felt like there's people tend to lean towards one or the other so um so yeah i'm excited i am i just went through my third week of on the job which it just flew by, um, and I'm and now currently in my fourth week. So I, at the end of this week, I will be have been doing the job for a full month. Um, I still have some training that has to be done with me uh, as far as some reporting things and everything else, just teaching me like how to do it, where to get the information, and everything else. But yeah, everything else with the job, um, I'm doing pretty well, uh, and. My boss, I've known for a very long time. Uh, I've known her since I worked for the company, so I'm excited to be working with her. My best friend at work uh, works for her as well, so I've been kind of reunited with her at work, which is awesome. Um, So it kind of felt like coming home again because both these people I worked with for a very long time uh, in the call center, and then they went off to you know do bigger and better things for themselves and uh now i'm like rejoining and they both just happen to be on the same team you know the ones our supervisor and and everything and uh you know it's it's been a really good experience like again it feels like i'm coming home it kind of feels like i'm going into a position i was always meant to do um you know like any job there's little tedious things that uh just have to be done but that's every job uh majority of the job I really do love it and I really feel like it was made for someone like me so um so I'm I'm very happy uh I I 
really can't complain at all. So uh, now, yes, if Stealth Hammer took off and uh, I was getting lots of writing jobs or something like that, then I kind of would reevaluate, you know, <laughs> if I could still do this job. But um, but that would be a, a there's still many years before anything like that could probably happen. So um, although you never know. So anyways, I've been talking for about a half hour about uh, what's been going on with me in life and haven't even got into what this episode's about. So uh, sorry about that, but also not sorry because it's just life and what what have you. Um, so what had happened was that spur- uh, sparked the idea for this episode was a friend, a good buddy of mine, Chris, uh, had and a good, really good friend at work. Uh, he's become like uh, one of my brothers, just like the guys that do the podcast with me and everything else. So he sent me um, a TikTok video of a guy that was talking about how Rolling Stone magazine put out the top 50 superhero movies of all time. Uh, so they looked at every movie, superhero movie out there. And he very much disagreed with a lot of them, as you can imagine. And and I looked at the list, and we're going to go over the list. I agree that there are some things on the list that I'm like, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> um, there's some stuff that I don't think deserves to be on the list. And then there are certain things um, that I don't agree with where they have it. <laughs> there's some that like I can understand it being where it's at or it's pretty close to where I had it because yes I made my own top 50 list um, the guy who did the TikTok he you could tell he favors certain movies a lot um, so and, and that's just that's the thing like I might completely disagree not completely I might disagree with a lot of the things that are on the Rolling Stones list but it's just a person making a list. Like, it, I love when it's like, well, this person's a professional movie reviewer. They're a professional movie reviewer because they're getting paid to do it. That's the literal definition of being professional. Yes, they may have gone to school for it and things like that. I understand that. But when you get down to it, it a movie reviewer is always going to be subjective. It is impossible, absolutely impossible, to be 100% objective when you're talking about what's the best movie and what's not the best movie. Because everyone's opinion is different. You can say, well, the cinematography on this is this and this and this. And the, uh, and the um, script was done this way and to enhance this thing. Like You can do all those things, but that doesn't equate into necessarily an objective opinion it's still going to be subjective. So I don't agree with certain things on uh, Rolling Stone's list. There's certain things I very heavily disagree with, just like the guy that did the TikTok video. Like I, I'll flat out say it. There are certain things I think they're absolutely batshit crazy for, uh, and no pun intended on the bat, uh, but they're batshit crazy for some of the positions they give certain movies. Um, especially if they are trying to be objective, which it seems like they were, seems like they were just, it wasn't just a, Hey, here's my top 
50 favorite and it deserves to be in Rolling Stones. So pay me for it. Like it's no, it, they're trying to be, give some objectivity to it. That being said, they do a piss poor job of it in certain places. <laughs> um, but when I heard the TikTok video, video guy talk about it and he only, he didn't talk about all 50. He just talked about, uh, he just spotlighted certain ones that he didn't agree with or was either agreed with or um, was surprised they were it was even on the list. Like, there was a couple he was surprised were on the list. I agree with him on that. There were certain ones I was surprised were on the list. However, they made me think about my own list. Like, And I was like, oh, yeah, I should have this on my list and stuff like that. Uh, not necessarily one that was on their list, but ones... It made me think of other ones that I think should be on a top 50 list. At the end of the day, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over really quickly the top 50 that Rolling Stone had and and maybe a quick commentary on that. And then I'm going to go over my top 50. And I strongly stress my top 50. This is my personal opinion. I will have reasons behind them for the most part of why they're at where they're at. If... If you ask me to make a top 50 list tomorrow, almost all the numbers would probably change for these, other than maybe my top five, maybe my top 10, my top, at least my top five would definitely not change. My top 10 might change slightly. So like I said, uh, I have my reasons for them and um, we'll go over all of that. I do have, I do find it interesting because there's some, of course there's some of their movies that are not on my top 50 at all. <clears throat> in fact, there's quite a few. There's also quite a few that are on my top 50 that are not anywhere on theirs. And I think in some cases it's a crying shame. <laughs> like either they didn't think about it or or I don't know. I don't know why uh, some of them are not on their list. Especially like there's certain ones where I'm like, okay, I could see this not being on someone else's top 50 list. But then when I look at some of the ones that are on their top 50 list, I'm like, okay, they wouldn't have an argument against me because like mine's this one and theirs is this one. Like, so, so let me go because this is definitely going to take some time because there's 50 of them. Um, you figure even if I spend one minute on each one, which I'm sure I'll spend more on some of them, uh, it's going to be a 50 minute episode alone. And we've already talked for over a half hour. So, um, so here is the Rolling Stone. Again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Um, this is, uh, so number 50 for them was Zack Snyder's Justice League. The reason I'm going through this, their list first is one, so you can be like, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> and maybe it'll make you want to make your top 50 list before you hear mine. But also I will refer back to their list, um, when, when I'm going through mine. So number 50 for them is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, the person that did the TikTok video said, you know, you guys know how I feel about this movie, you know, this movie, uh, and, and Zack Snyder. So, uh, this is insulting. Like basically felt it should be a lot higher. Um, I think it should be higher and we'll talk about that. Mine's not that much higher. So, uh, Ghost Rider is number 49. Um, no, uh, <laughs> We'll talk about, we're going to talk about the ones that they have on here that I don't agree with, but, uh, there's number 48 was Megamind, the animated movie. Number 47 is a movie called Infra, Infra Man 
from 1975. I didn't even read what their reasoning was behind it. Um, but I'm going to say no. Uh, number 46 for them was Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Again, we'll talk about certain ones that they have on the list. Um, the old guard was number 45. That was a Netflix movie. Good Netflix movie. It doesn't deserve to be in the top 50, but it's a good Netflix movie. Um, Number 44, Batman the Movie from 1966. So you got your 66 Batman. If you listen to this show long enough, you know how I feel about that. Uh, but we'll talk about it. Uh, number 43, Thor. So the first Thor movie. Number 42 was the Lego Batman movie, uh, which I was surprised to even see this on the list. Uh, so was the, um, the TikTok person. Uh, he felt it should be a lot higher. Uh, we'll talk about where it is on mine. Uh, number 41, The Avengers. So the first Avengers movie of the, of the MCU. Uh, he, he was shocked. I was shocked to see it this low. Like, no. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, uh, number 40. He thought it should be higher. I I don't... I'll just be blunt. I, it's not even on my list. Um, number 39, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, pretty close to mine. Uh, number 38, Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, to me, this one was an insult to have it this low. Uh, we'll talk about why. Uh, number 37, The Batman. Uh, he thought it was a joke that this was even on the list. I, I have it on mine, and I'll talk about why. Um, number 36, Tank Girl. I've never seen Tank Girl. So I can't really speak to that one, nor have I read the Tank Girl comics. It's it's one of those blanks in my reading. Like everyone has those blanks in their um, reading of comics or of watching of movies, um, and sometimes they're both. So um, yeah, I Tank Girl just was never anything that like drew my attention enough to go. Oh, I want to read that, or oh, I want to watch the movie. Um, and typically, if it's a comic book movie. I want to have read some of the comics to kind of know, like, okay, what am I getting myself into? I know in some respects that's like reading the book and then watching the movie, and the movie's never going to live up to the book. Um, but there are times when I've seen, I've, I've, I can't think of exact examples, but there's been times where I've read a comic, watched the movie, and either A, thought the movie was better than the comic, or B, thought it was a real, well, I guess we'll have an example of this read the comic and thought the movie version was a really cool take on the comic, even though it was different from the comic. I thought it was a very cool take on the comic. So tank girl, I don't know. Tank girl is something I would want to read at least a couple issues of the comic and then see the movie. Uh, number 35 for them was Ant-Man. Uh, number 34 for them was the suicide squad. So that's the, um, uh, what James Gunn suicide squad. Not, not the other one. If the other one was on their list, oh my god, it would just their list would be completely invalid. Um, <laughs> number thirty-three was Blade Two. Uh, number thirty-two for them was Unbreakable, which I was actually surprised to see that on their list. Um, it is on my list, uh, but I was surprised to see it on their list. Uh, number 31 was V for Vendetta. I did not have this on my list. It's been a very long time since I've seen the movie, so I don't remember a lot of it. And I've, again, blank in my reading history, I've never read V for Vendetta. 
So um, I know it's a classic. I just don't. I don't know if it's a type of comic that would appeal to me. So if you've read V for Vendetta and think you ap- that I should absolutely be reading it, uh, let me know. Uh, but I do remember watching the movie. I remember liking the movie, but obviously it hasn't stuck with me for me to have it on my list. Um, so, and again, I don't know how to compare it to the comic or anything like that. So since I haven't read the comic, uh, number 30, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm absolutely stunned that that's even on the list. Um, we'll talk about that. Uh, number 29, The Crow. I was surprised to see that on the list. I think it's a little low, but, uh, number 28, Batman Begins. Number 27, and of course he was upset because he loves the Nolan Batman trilogy. I love it also. Um, he referred to it as the greatest super, I believe he referred to it as the greatest superhero, um, trilogy. I will um, strongly disagree with that. I, I think it's a solid number two, but I think there's a stronger trilogy out there. Um, and number 27, Hellboy. Number 26, Darkman. I was surprised to see that on here. Um, partly because I'm, I I think Darkman's a comic. I mean, I know they were going for superhero, but I can't remember if it was a comic or not. Um The Rocketeer was number 25. I was pleasantly surprised to see that in there. Number 24, Batman Returns. Yeah, we're going to talk about that one. Um, Number 23, Deadpool. Uh, Nothing wrong there. This one blew my mind. We'll talk about this too. Number 22, Robocop. For a top 50 superhero movie. Okay. Uh, Number 21, Doctor Strange. So the first Doctor Strange movie. Number 20, Superman 2. Number 19, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, The TikTok reviewer was surprised this was on the list. Uh, He felt it should have been higher, but he was at least just happy it was on the list. I kind of feel the same way. Like, uh, I'm happy to see it even made the list. Uh, It is on my list as well. So, um, I, I don't think mine was necessarily high. Well, yeah, mine wasn't higher than theirs, but... Uh, so I can't agree with the TikTok reviewer on that, but if, and honestly, it's, it's not higher only because, um, I felt like there was a lot of other stronger things, even though I love Batman animated series. Like if you had me putting in a list of top animated movies and top, um, cartoons of all time, you know, Batman animated series is like number one on my list of all that. So, um, and Master Phantasm, probably my number two of comic book anime movies. Maybe that's something I need to do next. Um, so number 18, Captain America Winter Soldier. That is criminally low. Uh, we'll talk about that. Number 17, uh, X2. So this is X-Men 2, uh, X-Men United, I believe is, or yeah, X-Men United was the title. Number 16, Avengers Infinity War. I don't even know what to say to that one. That we'll, we'll talk about that one. Uh, number fifteen, Guardians of the Galaxy. Good spot for that one, in my opinion. Um, number fourteen, the first Spider-Man movie. So the the Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man movie. Um, number thirteen, X-Men: Days of Future Past. I think that was a good, solid one. 
number 12, Spider-Man Homecoming. For me, that one, I think, is a little high um, compared to my list. Number 11, Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie. I know it's number 11, but it should be higher. Um, it should be in the top 10. Like, Iron Man should... We'll talk about it later. Iron Man should be in everybody's top 10 of superhero movies. Like, it, even if it's number 10 for you, it should be in the top 10 for so many reasons. Uh, number 10, The Incredibles. I was pleasantly surprised to see this on here. Uh, it is in my top 50, not nearly as high as they have it. Um, number 9, Wonder Woman. Too high. Like, And we'll get into why. I think it's a fantastic movie. There's reasons it should be a little bit lower. Uh, number eight, Thor Ragnarok. This is a very divisive one, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, number seven, The Dark Knight. Some people would say it's respectable that it's in the top seven. I think it should be in a top five. And we'll talk about that. Number six, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's on my list. Not that not that high. Number five, Superman. I can very much see that being in the top five. It's not in my top five, but it I can. It's in my top fifty. Is absolutely in my top fifty. But I can I can absolutely respect it being in the top five. Um, it could even be your number one. Like if you're making your list and you say Superman with Christopher Reeve is my number one comic book movie of all time, superhero movie of all time. I can't, I can't fight you on that. I, I just can't. So, uh, Avengers Endgame, number four, very respectable. Um, uh, number three, Logan, again, very respectable that it's, it's on my list. It's a bit lower for me, but, uh, this is definitely one of those ones where, on a different day, it may have been higher on my list. Uh, it is an excellent movie, and we'll talk about that. And honestly, this is another one where if it was your number one movie, I I can understand that. Like, different, because different people have different tastes. So what might really appeal to me that makes certain movies higher on my list might not appeal to you, but something that's, like, gritty and... Um, like, it really is an emotional movie, um, and it's a deep movie. Like, that's something, you know, if that's something that appeals to you, I could absolutely see Logan being a number one movie for somebody of, like, all comic book movies. So we'll talk about stuff like that, too. Um, Spider-Man 2 of the Sam Raimi movies. Number two. I love it. It's not, I mean, it's... It's on my list. It, it's a great movie. Um, it's a lot lower for me, but it's, it's on my list. I have a problem with it being number two. Like, if it was in your top five movies on a list of 50, and we're talking of all-time comic book movies or superhero movies, however you want to phrase it. For me, I, I, I'm referring to mine more as a top 50 comic book movies because some of the things are more comic booky than superhero and hell even some of their list is more comic book than superhero 
Um, I would argue that Crow is not necessarily a superhero uh, movie. It's it's a comic book movie. Um, I know he's got super abilities. Uh, Rocketeer is definitely not a superhero movie. He has no superpowers whatsoever. Um, but it's definitely a comic book movie. So, um, so I'm going to keep referring to it as a comic book movies. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man 2, you, you can absolutely love it, but uh, I would definitely argue... Like if again, if you put it in your top five, like number four or five, I I can get there. Number two, I can't get there, and I certainly can't get there if you get number one. Like that's that's the point where like I start feeling like there's an argument to be made <laughs> against putting it that high. Again, your opinion for your list is a hundred percent valid. I just would argue with you about. It if you put Spider-Man 2 as your number one or two. <laughs> if it's in your number three, four, or five slot, I three iffy, four or five, I could see it being there for you personally. It's not for me, but I could see it being there for somebody. Then number one hurt my head. It really it really hurt my head. Black Panther, they had as their number one movie. I understand it, it was up for Academy Award. That makes it unique and all that type of stuff. Um, I'm not going to get into why I think it's on as their number one. I, it's a great movie. Um, I think it made number one on their list for for all the reasons you think. I think that they're they put it at number one on their list. Like like they felt like maybe they had to. Let's just say it that way. Um, it's a fantastic movie. It's in my it's in my list of movies. It's in my top fifty for sure. It's it is a great movie. And again, right now where it's at on my list could absolutely change depending on the day of the week. Um, it could even I'll tell you this much right now. It's not even in my top ten. It could there could be an argument to have it be put in my top ten though. Like, it's in my top 20, um, but it, there could be an argument that could be made to, to bump it up. And it's been a little while since I've seen it. Like, I've seen it twice. Love it. I would watch it again in a heartbeat. Um, I really do like it a lot. But it's, it's comparing to all other movies that have come out. It does not deserve to be in the top. It doesn't deserve to be number one. Again, you can look. I can even see, depending on your tastes in movies, it being in your top five. I can see an argument for that. It does not deserve to be in the top one. Again, you personally, you might be like, I absolutely love the Black Panther character. I thought they did a fantastic job with the movie. This is my favorite character of all time. I'd be like, yeah, okay. I get it being your number one then. Um, but... I think majority of people would not have it be their number one. It would be like me putting um, the Green Lantern movie as my number one. Don't worry, Green Lantern is not even close to being in my top 50. It's not even close to being in my top 100. Um, it, that's a horrible, horrible movie. <laughs> it's well casted. Um, some of the special effects are good. Some of them are, are junky. Uh, they try to do too much in the movie. The story falls apart. Um, 
yeah, there's a lot wrong with the Green Lantern movie. But if the Green Lantern movie was done very well, which it sounds like maybe the next one will be, although I think the next thing's supposed to be like a series. I, if that's still happening, I'm not sure. Um, but let's say Green Lantern was done extremely well, which Black Panther was. That'd be like me putting Green Lantern as my number one. It probably wouldn't be fair because if you try to be somewhat objective, um, it shouldn't be there. Like, even though I haven't even seen it, but let's just say that hypothetically there's a fantastic Green Lantern movie. I highly doubt it would be number one. It might be in my top five, might even be in my top three if it's done extremely well. But yeah, number one, mm-mm, that's def- I would definitely be showing favoritism at that point. And I feel like that's the only way you put Black Panther as the number one movie is if you were 100% showing favoritism towards that character and towards that movie. And I feel like that's what Rolling Stones did. They were just like, we want to spotlight this movie for whatever their reasoning was. So, so yeah, uh, I once I saw the list and saw him, and he, the TikTok reviewer also was like, yeah, no way, this should not be number one. Um, especially when you see how criminally low they put some of the other movies. So I'm going to go through uh, my top 50, and I will talk about uh, where theirs fell in, like, into it, and where, um, and the ones that they don't even ha- they didn't even have on their list that were on my top 50 list. Um, I tried to be as objective as possible. However, these are still personal favorites. So no matter any way I slice it by trying to be objective and given objective reasons, it, there's also going to be personal reasons given like some things I'm just going to be like, yeah, here's why I like it. And this is why it's on the list. Your list absolutely will vary. I'm not saying not like, I'm not coming out like rolling stones and saying this is the top 50 greatest superhero movies of all time. That sounds way too definitive. That's one thing that drives me crazy is when someone like comes out and says, Oh, this movie is absolute garbage. Like, as if it's a fact. Like, this movie just sucks. Like, they had no business making it, but, like, okay, that's your opinion. That's not a fact. Like, and and I don't even mean when you say that, like, because everyone says stuff like that, but I've seen stuff where it's just, like, the person's pontificating as if, like, what they're saying is 100% factual true. And that just always blows my mind because I'm just like, hmm it's impossible to be objective when you're talking about top lists of anything. The only way you could be objective is if you're doing a top list of, of numbers in order, then number one is going to be number one. Number two is going to be number two. That's the only way you can be objective about any list ever. Um, or I guess if you're doing a race, uh, and even then, sometimes things get in the way. But if you're doing a race and someone comes in first, they came in first. So if you made a list of first to last, that one's pretty objective for the most part. Again, things can even play into that. All right, so first, uh, I'm going to mention a, a couple, a few honorable mentions that I that didn't make my list. So what I did was I wrote out just favorite movies of mine, just movies that I actually love watching. Um, that I, I could see watching over and over again. And, um, and that doesn't mean, so here's the thing. 
if I don't mention a movie, it doesn't mean I didn't like it. So I just want to be very clear about that. So I'll give you some examples. Um, I didn't put Black Widow on my list. It's not my top 50. I don't think it deserves to be in the top 50. I like the movie, though. I really enjoy the movie. Um, I had a fun time watching it. And there'll be other movies I mentioned that were on their list that are not on my list that I think are good movies um, that I enjoy watching. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is is not on their list. It's not on my list. I think it's a good movie. I enjoy watching it. I would watch it again. But I, I just don't. It's, it's not a top 50. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, there's a lot of MCU movies that I am perfectly happy watching. And, and I can sit there and have a good time, and I will probably rewatch them a few times. Doesn't mean they're in my top 50. They're not ones where I'm like, oh my god, that is such a great movie. Alright, so I'm going to mention a few honorable mentions that I think are very good movies. Didn't make my top 50. Could have made my top 50. But... Um, certain reasons why they didn't. So, one was uh, that came very, very close. In fact, it was my top, it was my number fifty, and then it got bumped because I remembered another movie that. Um, after looking at their list, I was like, "Oh my god, why did I? I meant to put that on my list, and I, I didn't." Um, so this was uh, Big Hero Six. Big Hero Six was my number fifty. I guess you could say it's my number fifty-one now. Uh, it's a very good movie. Uh, it's it's cute. It's heartwarming. Uh, it's very enjoyable. I've watched it a few times. Um, I don't have a lot more to say other than that, and that's why it was going to be pretty low on my list. But it's absolutely one worth watching. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's a fun, heartwarming movie when you need a fun, heartwarming movie. It's got some good action in it. It's got a lot of humor in it. Um, great animation, all that. So yes, there will be animated movies on my list, um, as there was with with um, Rolling Stones. Uh, the Losers. Again, this is based on comic book movies for me, um, which theirs kind of was too. But uh, The Losers, You, this is it's a DC property. It didn't make my list because I, while I do really enjoy it, I think it's a, it's a great action movie and everything else, it's more of an action movie than a comic book movie. Um, and what I say, by, what I mean by that is I've read a few of The Losers comics, in the past um and the movie that they made isn't real it's a real departure for the most part from what i read in the comics um still really enjoyable still a great action movie like if you want a good action movie you should watch the losers and chris evans is in it which is hilarious because he's been three comic book characters so far (laughs) um and then the last one that was in my that was in my honorable mentions was the movie Split. Um, I mentioned I love Unbreakable. Uh, It is in my top 50, and we'll talk about where when we get there. Um, And Split is a great movie that ends up being a um, sequel of sorts to Unbreakable. Of sorts. It's in the same universe as Unbreakable, and you find that out in the, I think it's the post-credit scene. Um, you basically find out like, oh, this character I've been watching the whole time is basically a villain for the character in Unbreakable. Um, 
or at least they're in the same universe. Like this, it's a, it's almost like the making of a super villain. Now I haven't watched the movie Glass, so that is not on my list because I've I haven't seen it to know if it's good enough to be in my top fifty. Um, that's another thing I want to mention is like much much like I mentioned with Tank Girl, there's some certain movies I haven't ever seen. So obviously I haven't seen every comic book movie that's out there. Um, so that's why they're not on my list. Like if if I mention something and or I don't mention something, you can you know you might have it on your list, but I may just not have seen it. So uh, it didn't make mine. There's definitely one that we're going to talk about that was on Rolling Stone's list that probably should be on my list, but I never saw it and I've never read the comic. Um, besides just Tank Girl. So, um, so those are my three honorable mentions. Um, I guess I'll mention the ones that were on their list that are not on mine. So this way you can be really aggravated as to like, well, why wasn't that on your list? And then we can get into my list and you can see, did any of the movies that I mentioned that were not on my list that were on their list deserve to be on mine like that you might be like well you put this one on your list and this other movie that was on their list definitely deserves to replace that one so you know and that might be the case for for you not for me but for you (laughs) so i'm going to talk about the ones that were on their list that are not on mine um and i'll work these backwards um so they had uh ghost rider on their list uh, at number 49. I don't think Ghost Rider deserves to be anywhere near a top 50. I think the special effects for the Ghost Rider are amazing. They're absolutely incredible. And if they were to do a good Ghost Rider movie, that's how you do Ghost Rider. Like, in the sense of, like, that's how he should look with special effects. Um, but Nicolas Cage should not have been Johnny Blaze. He, it was horrible. Um, the story was atrocious. Um, like it, I, when I saw it, I saw it in the theaters cause I love Ghost Rider. I think Ghost Rider is an amazing comic book character. Um, he, he's definitely high on my list of characters that I really enjoy. So I was very excited to see the movie. Um, the villain is piss poor, not executed well. Um, Nicolas Cage is way over the top in the movie. The only thing that's even good in the movie is is the special effects for Ghost Rider. Like I I would be, and even that like Ghost Rider himself is great. His motorcycle looks when it's flamed on and everything else looks a little too chromey. Like it's a little too shiny, and I feel like that was the special effects then. Um, so they could probably do a much better job now. But yeah, it just it the bike could have been done a little bit better. Um, but like I said, Ghost Rider himself looked amazing. So that was the only thing that was good. But yeah, doesn't the movie so bad doesn't deserve to be on a top fifty list anywhere, other than maybe worst comic book movies. Um, and you might hear my dog in the background because she's shaking her head with her collar on. So. Okay, sorry about that. Um, my dog, you can still hear her shaking her head. Sometimes she gets uh, not ear infections, but they her ear still get a little irritated or red. They're they're irritated. So every like few days, like three or four days, I need to just like clean her ears, and then 
Um, of course, then she shakes her head quite a bit more because she doesn't like the stuff in her ears. But after a little while, it calms her down and relieves whatever is agitating her. So you're probably going to hear her shaking her head quite a bit in the background for a little while. So I apologize for that. But anyways, back to the list. Um, number 45 that uh, for them, that's not even on my list, was The Old Guard. Um, I love the comic book. I, I have the comic book and read it. was really looking forward to the movie on Netflix. It's an okay movie. It does not deserve to be on top 50. It's watchable. It's enjoyable. I'll probably never watch it again. Like, it's something where it's like, okay, that was fun. I couldn't even, I can't even tell you part of what even happens in the movie because it's just kind of like, other than knowing the, like, the comic book was significantly better. Um, no surprise there. Again, kind of like when reading the book ahead of time, but it's a fine movie. Like, if you have Netflix and want to watch it, you're going to enjoy it. You're probably going to have a good time watching it. Um, but doesn't deserve to be on top 50 list. Um, not when there's so many other movies. Um, number 46, this is one that probably will be on some people's top 50 list. I just don't have it on my list because I have never read the comic and I have never seen the movie. And I know some people are going to be like, oh my God, you never saw that movie? And that's Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Um, I know it's like a manga comic. Uh, I believe it's a manga comic. Um, but I've never read it. I've heard it's very good. Um, I've heard it's very good. Um, I heard the movie is a lot of fun. I just have never had the opportunity to see it. That's the only reason I haven't seen it. Um, I think it was on Netflix at one time. I'll have to look to see if it's still on there or not, or if there's some place I can watch it. Cause I do want to see it. Like I heard it's really good. It's a lot of fun. Um, and like I said, I'm sure it's on some people's top 50 lists. Um, just wasn't on mine. Only, this is one of the ones where it's, the only reason it's not on my top 50 list is because I haven't seen it. It's likely that it could end up on my top 50 list once I've seen it. Uh, number 47 was that Inframan from 1975. Like I said, I didn't even read what it was about, why it was on their list or anything like that. It's this black and white cheapy looking thing from the image that they showed. Like, Maybe it was very influential for its time. I don't know. I've never even heard of it. Like, how influential can it be if no one ever talks about it? And I watch a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. So even movies I've never seen or haven't heard about, I shouldn't say I haven't heard about because I would have heard about it then, but movies I haven't seen or know much about, I've heard about how it influenced certain movies. Like, I haven't seen the movies that influenced... Um, George Lucas for Star Wars. But I've heard of them. Would I watch them? Sure, I probably would want to watch them be, if they're influential. I don't know why Inframan is on this list for them. Like, it does, doesn't make any sense. Like, you could ask me to name every superhero movie I can think of, and this wouldn't even be there because I've never even heard of it. Never, just never, I don't. Anyone out there? heard of it or watched it tell me I'm crazy for it not being on my top 50 list like I would love to know like is there something amazing with this movie because if there is I will absolutely watch it 
number 44 for them was Batman the movie from 1966, so Batman 66. You guys, if you listen to this show any length of time, you know I don't like Batman 66. I'm not big on cheesy, campy Batman live action. Like, I like cheesy, campy Batman from Brave and the Bold, the cartoon. That's fantastic. I have just found that I am not really big on cheesy, campy live action stuff. Animated stuff, yes. Live action stuff, typically no. Um, like I, I grew up watching stuff like Hee Haw and stuff like that. I don't think I would like Hee Haw today. Like as a kid, I guess. Well, I mean, my parents were watching it, so I had, had no choice. But I've seen clips of Hee Haw nowadays, and I'm like, yeah, this is not a show I would ever watch. <laughs> um, so that's like that campy style stuff. Um, I get. Well, I don't really. It was more skit. I was gonna say Carol Burnett show. I loved. And still love watching old clips of, but that was more of like skit type stuff, like Saturday Night Live. Um, but yeah, Batman sixty six just campy as hell. Not not my thing. So again, I could see it be on some people's lists if if you really love Adam West Batman and everything else. Just not my cup of tea. Um, but I can respect it if it's on if it's on yours. It's just not going to be on mine. Um, number forty three Thor, not on my list. There is a Thor movie on my list. And no, it is not The Dark World. And no, it is not Love and Thunder. I have not seen Love and Thunder. Uh, so I'm not I'm not making any judgment calls on that. Um, from what I've seen from a lot of people, it doesn't sound like it would be on many people's top 50 lists. There's a few people I've seen that said they absolutely loved it. I think I'll, I will have a good time seeing it once I see it. Uh, but I have not seen it yet, so... There wasn't even a chance for it to be in my top 50 list. Um, but yeah, th- the original Thor movie, I've rewatched it since seeing it in the theaters. When I saw it in the theaters, I thought it was an uh, it was a okay movie. It was a little boring, a little dull for me. I've watched it since then, and I did a whole rewatch of the whole MCU, and I liked it a lot better the second time. Still not my top 50, but I did like it a lot better the second viewing than I did the first time I viewed it. So, um, then, uh, number 40 for them was dark Knight rises. Not even on my list. I, I love the Nolan trilogy. I do like dark Knight rises. I think it's a, a fine movie. I enjoy it. It's a decent closure to the trilogy, not a top 50 contender for me. I just no. So, um, Number 36, Tank Girl, I mentioned earlier. Never seen it, never read the comic. I can't, it, it wouldn't be on my top 50 because of that reason, but I, this, unlike Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, I, I've heard so many amazing things about it that I understand it being on someone's top 50 list. Tank Girl, I haven't heard shit about, so don't understand why it would be on anyone's top 50 list, but at the same time, maybe it could be. I'm sure I have stuff that's on my top 50 list that people have never, I uh, can't say never heard of, but, but possibly. And, but I do love them, love it so much that certain things are on my list. So, um, number 33 for them, Blade 2. I love Blade. I even really enjoy Blade 3, Blade Trinity. Um, there are certain things about it that I think are not good. The whole Dracula thing is atrocious. Um, but I like the Night Stalkers team and stuff because I loved Night Stalkers. Um, 
Ryan Reynolds I'm a big fan of, so he was awesome in that. But um, Blade 2, I know a lot of people, it's their favorite Blade movie. So I absolutely can respect that. I, I know it's got a lot of love, so if it's on your top 50 list, I absolutely can understand that. I enjoy Blade 2. In fact, rewatching it not that long ago, I much like Thor, I liked it better the second time. But I'm... I wasn't a big fan of the Reapers. Um, I, I think I just wasn't... I personally didn't need uh, a mutation of the vampires. I felt like vampires were threatening enough that you could do some really cool things with them and make a really compelling story um, where you didn't need to do some of the things that you did in Blade 2. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, we'll, we'll be revisiting Blade a little later, so, um, and we'll have some things to talk about that. Um, number 31 for them, V for Vendetta, I kind of mentioned already, I've, I remember seeing the movie a long time ago, maybe it, it's worthy of being on a top 50 list, just didn't make mine. Number 30, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I don't understand this, how this is on anyone's top 50 list. Like, I was just listening to a podcast today, um, which is Vintage Geeks. It was an old episode of theirs where they did a movie review of it, and then they also talked. They also did, came back and did another episode not long after that because somebody actually said it. It's better than Avengers Endgame, and I was like, and they were all just like stunned by that statement, and I'm stunned by that statement. Like some people just love this movie. It's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed watching it. I will definitely watch it a few more times. Um, in my life. <laughs> Not anytime soon, but in my life. Because, like I said, it's an enjoyable movie. It's not a top 50 movie. Like, not even close for me. Um, maybe, maybe, if if you really loved it, it's in the 40 to 50 range, somewhere in there. It's not, it's not number fucking 30. No. And for someone to say, oh, it's the best Marvel movie ever. No. No. <laughs> Number 26, Dark Man, was on their list. Not on my list. It's a good movie. I haven't seen it in a really long time. Um, I remember enjoying it. I don't think it would be in my top 50, even if I rewatched it. Um, Number 24, Batman Returns. This one hurts my head. And we'll talk more about it later. I don't want to talk about it now. Because we'll have reasons to talk about it later. Um, number 22, RoboCop, is not a superhero. It shouldn't, it's not a, he doesn't make my list because it's not a comic book. I mean, yes, they did do a RoboCop comic book and they've done some since then, but it, it it was a movie first. (laughs) Um, it's, it's not, it's not a superhero, it's not, it's not a superhero movie. Shouldn't have been on their list. It's a great movie. I love RoboCop. Don't get me wrong. Love RoboCop. We've talked about RoboCop before many times on the show. Fantastic movie. I've watched it many, many times. It is not a superhero movie. It is not a comic book movie. N- not even... No. No. Mm-mm. I would give... I would give... Like, this one literally annoyed the piss out of me to see it on the list because it didn't make any sense. Like, I'd rather see a movie like, even though I wouldn't agree with it, I'd rather see a movie like Hancock on the list because at least 
it's not based on a comic book, but it's at least a superhero movie. And their list was a superhero movie. Robocop's not a superhero. Um, number 14, Spider-Man, uh, is not on my list. That's the highest one that they had that wasn't on my list at all. Um, I just, I like Sam Raimi Spider-Man, but I only like, I only really like the second one. Like the first one, I like it, but I have a lot of things I don't like about it. Um, I think Toby Maguire makes a good Peter Parker. I don't necessarily know if he made a great Spider-Man, but he made a good Peter Parker. Kirsten Dunst makes not a great MJ. Just, she's just not like, like, I don't know. Anyways, um, my biggest issue with this movie is Green Goblin. Love Willem Dafoe. Thought he's perfect as Green Goblin. Loved what they did with him with No Way Home. How they just basically used his face to be Green Goblin. Um, to, to show that change. That's all you needed to do. Um, hate the Power Rangers costume. Like, the Power Rangers costume is why this doesn't make my list. Um, I think it's an enjoyable movie. It's fun. It does come across as very dated. Like, if you watch it now, it some of it doesn't hold up as well. I don't like the um, web shooters just uh, biologically shooting from his wrists. I get that that maybe makes more sense. I don't know if it does or not. But, um, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. I can live with that, though. I just, I couldn't live with... Green Goblin is my favorite Marvel villain. So to that plays a big factor into this. So again, personal reasons. Just, I can't get behind Green Go- what they did to Green Goblin. Again, casting was perfect. I can't imagine a better casting for Green Goblin. Just hate the suit. Just absolutely hate, hate, hate the suit. And I loved what they did with it in No Way Home. Um, so that's why it's on my list. I 100% can understand it being on people's lists. In fact, I can 100% understand it being in somebody's top 10. It's just not on my list. Um, I mean, it, it was a, a phenomenon that was out there. We'll talk about another phenomenon later that wasn't on their list. I don't know how, but it wasn't. Um, but yeah, so I can absolutely understand it being on someone's top 50 list. I can absolutely understand it even being in someone's top 10. Um, and there's a hundred percent objective reasons for that aside from just personal reasons. But for me, it, it just didn't make my list for essentially personal reasons. Like it just, yeah, cannot get past. There's like little nitpicky things. And then there's, I can't get past that suit. So, um, and I didn't like it from the moment I saw it, like the moment I saw they were even doing it, I was like, Oh, please. No. So, all right. Getting into my actual top 50, number 50, and it's number 50 because it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, it's been a long time since I've read the comic that it's based on. Um, but it is, I do remember there are certain things I remember in it and there's certain things that are just, 
how it was done, I think, was superb. I think it was done excellently. And that Sin City was not on their list at all. And I do think that's a crime, even though it is my number 50, so it could have easily been bumped off. But um, I think it's a fantastic movie. If you're being objective with it, how they filmed it in black and white with just some reds at a time when that wasn't just super easy to do. Um, and it followed the, the comic pretty faithfully from what I remember. Again, it's been a long time since I read it, but I thought Sin City was fantastic. Uh, number 49 is Watchmen. Uh, I think Watchmen has done exceptionally well. I feel like it does follow the comic a little too closely other than the ending. We know If you know the ending of Watchmen, you know that they changed that quite a bit. Um, but there's some stuff that are like total scenes that are shot for shot from the comic. And in some respects, that's really good. In some respects, it was like, eh, you could have tweaked that a little bit. Um, it is a long movie. And there's times when it feels like a long movie. So that does bring it down a bit. But again, these are my top 50. So these are movies that I would watch any day of the week. You were like, hey, I wanna, do you want to watch this movie? I'd be like, hell yeah, let's watch that movie. Um, so like Watchmen, it's been a little while since I've seen that one also. Um, same thing with Sin City. So, you know, maybe those are something I watch again uh, soon just so I can be like, Oh yeah, I, I still love this movie. So, uh, Watchmen was not on their list either. So, uh, this next one might be a little controversial uh, for some people, but uh, number forty-eight for me was Joker uh, with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I I personally loved it. It is a very different take on the Joker. I so I don't need the Joker to have an origin story. This does give him an origin story, um, but it leaves a little open at the end. Like when you when you see it at the end, it's like, okay, all of that could have just been in his head, and I kind of like that idea because that's how I like the Joker. I like the Joker having an origin, but we're not sure if it's actually his origin. So I, I really do like that. Um, I thought it was done very well. I thought it, um, there's, there's things about the Joker. Joker is my favorite villain of all time of every medium. So like movies, TV, comic books, everything. The Joker is my number one. Um, my number one guy <laughs> to coin a phrase of one of the Jokers. Um, but so the epitome of the Joker for me is, of course, from the Batman animated series with Mark Hamill doing the voice. That is the best Joker that has ever been done, um, in my opinion. I don't know if anything will ever come close to it. Um, they've done a good job with them, though, in certain things, certain aspects. So this is one of them. I think they did a very good job. Um, I loved how they played it played it with you know the Waynes. I love how they played it with the city of Gotham. Um, I think it was a very well done movie. It was a very good character driven movie. Yes, it messes with timelines and continuity and all that type of stuff. Like, okay, well, when Bruce is finally like in his thirties, Joker would be like in his seventies, um, sixties or seventies. So that doesn't work out that great. Um, but that's okay. To me, this was a complete, like, 
I separated this from any, this was like an Elseworlds story for me. I separated it from any other type of continuity in a Batman universe. Batman can still exist. The Joker could become, you know, it could be a mantle that gets passed down in that universe, whatever. It's it, much like the show Gotham. Like it was, it was a different take. Um, and it, it didn't necessarily line up and work with what we would know of the Joker and Batman. That's okay. Cause again, I take it as kind of like an Elseworlds story. And I think this one was done extremely well, well acted, well executed. I really enjoyed it. Still low on my list because of some of those things. So some of those things I mentioned, you know, it's, it's a heavy movie at times and I don't, I'm not always in the mood for a heavy movie. Sometimes I want a, just a fun comic book movie. So, uh, speaking of fun comic book movies, my number 47, Mystery Men, not on their list. Joker was also not on their list. Um, Mystery Men. If you've never seen Mystery Men, you absolutely owe it to yourself to see it. This is it. This was a comedic superhero movie before Deadpool, before the Suicide Squad. It it's ridiculous. It's tongue in cheek. It is. It's fun. It's. I can. It's got Ben Stiller in it. It's got. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the other actors in it. I can't remember some of them off the top of my head, but. It's just a, a fun, ridiculous movie. Like these, there's these heroes. Um, they want the people. They want to be heroes. Some of them think they have power. Some of them do have powers. Um, they're like the blue, blue collar class of superheroes. I have never read the comic it's based on. I heard the comic is a way different than the movie was. So I kind of don't really want to read the comic from what I've heard, what it's about, but um, or what it's like. But yeah, Mystery Men is a lot of fun. I can understand it not being on anyone's top 50, but it's on mine. Um, it's not super high, but it is a very fun movie that I would watch any day of the week. So, um, number 46 for me, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. So the TikTok reviewer, he was pissed because it was on, it was number 50. I can't be pissed about it being number 50. It was a little bit higher for me. It wasn't much higher. Um, I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan. I don't, I don't dislike Zack Snyder. Like I think Man of Steel is a fine movie. I think, you know, I know people hate the Batman super versus Superman movie. There's elements of it. I really like there's elements I really don't like. Um, it's a, overall, it's a fun watch. Um, Justice League Snyder cut. I thought Justice League was a decent movie. It wasn't top 50 worthy, in, in my opinion, until the Snyder Cut came out. And yes, I understand the Snyder Cut's like 16 hours long. I get that. Fine. I can watch it on HBO Max. I can pause it, come back to it, and everything else. But to me, those extra things that they put back into it and the things that they did with the CGI to it and everything else really make a difference. So... You know, stuff with Darkseid and his minions and stuff like that, like, was vastly improved. Steppenwolf looks so much better than he did in the theatrical version. Looked like absolute garbage in the theatrical version. And I know it's not a huge, it's not a huge, huge change what they did, but it was enough of a change. They looked better. It was kind of like what they do with Sonic the Hedgehog, where it's like, looked like absolute garbage when they first showed him. Now he looked better. A lot better. And that's how I feel with Steppenwolf. Um, there's still things that I'm not fan of um like i don't like making jason momoa 
Aquaman like a frat bro. Um, I kind of get why they did it. Just a different personality, but for who he's supposed to be and everything else, it's just like, mm. um, it's a little tougher also to see Ezra Miller as the Flash. I thought he did fine as the Flash, especially when you see some of the extra stuff there in the Snyder Cut with him. Um, but with all the jacked up shit that he's done since then, <laughs> um, it, it that definitely kind of bumps this one down a little bit. Um, usually I don't let personal things going on in the actors' lives impact how I feel about a movie. But it's kind of hard not to when this is all kind of just going on right now. And yes, the length of the movie brings it down a little bit. Brings it down a bit, too. Like, if it was edited a bit differently, um, some stuff taken out where it was a shorter movie, but still had those important beats in it and everything else, um, it could be higher on my list. But the length of it and everything else, the, the time devotion to it, it makes it tough for rewatching. Um, I've watched it twice. Um, I absolutely would watch it again, but I just don't have that kind of time on my hands always. So, um, the first time I watched it, I watched it all the way through, which was uh, the second time I watched it, I watched it in bits. So, um, number 45, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Love Guardians of the Galaxy. Really fun movie. Um, we'll talk about, yes, we're going to talk about number one down the line. Oh, uh, yeah, Justice League, I mentioned, was number 50 on their list. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's a fun movie. Uh, really enjoy it. Liked Baby Groot. He was a fun character as situation based off of the um, first one, what happened in the first one. Um, love Rocket Raccoon. Uh, Star-Lord's awesome. Uh, yeah, it, Chris Pratt just cracks me up. Uh, I like him as an actor. So, it's not as good. I love seeing Kurt Russell. I love seeing some of the stuff that he did. It's not, in my opinion, as good as the first one. Um, I don't rewatch this one as much as I rewatch the first one. Um... It's got good music. Again, think the soundtrack for this one's not as strong as the soundtrack for the first one, uh, but still good. Uh, the villain at the end is a little bit weak. Like I, I get, I get and kind of like what they did as far as it being ego and uh, the Living Planet and everything else, and how they made him like Kurt Russell. So it's kind of a person instead of just. A, them fighting a planet and everything else but at the same time I'm like it still turned into that at the end so um yeah I don't know uh it, and that's tough to do with cosmic stuff you know it's tough to not like okay they're going up against ego the living planet but like how do you do that <laughs> so I think they did a good job um but it's yeah it's just it's, it's not as high uh, but it's definitely some it's definitely one that I would watch uh, multiple times. Uh, number 44, The Batman. They had his number 37. I put it a bit lower. Um, the TikTok reviewer didn't even think he was like, this piece of garbage doesn't even deserve to be on there. I don't think it's a piece of garbage. Again, I think his love of the Nolan Batman prevents any love for any other Batman version. Um, to me, there's room for all of them uh, if they're done well. I thought this one was done really well. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, it is long. However, when I watched it again and was like, 
could they have cut some of the stuff? There's really not much they could have cut because they had multiple storylines going on. And I think that's what made it enjoyable and what made it long was that they had these multiple storylines and they they followed all of them well and they executed all of them well. So I really can't fault them for that and that's what I would read in a comic. So that that was one of the things like some I know for just an average moviegoer, they might just be like, It's too long, they could have left this story out of it, so like that. But my comic book mind's like, yeah, but when I'm reading a comic, sometimes there's other subplots that are going on and you learn about all of them over like six to twelve issues and stuff like that and they all get resolved. This movie kinda did that and I love that and I also love the fact that they actually made Batman a detective. Um like this is the first movie where I felt like we really got to see the detective side of Batman way more than we've ever seen before. Um, wasn't a fan of how the Riddler looked because Riddler is like my number three Batman favorite Batman villain um, after the Joker and Scarecrow. But I understood why they did the costume the way they did it. Um, I understand like. They kind of made him like the Zodiac Killer in a sense, but not really. They kind of just did it, and they did things in a unique way, and it it worked for the story they were telling. So that's what made me really appreciate it. Uh, once I was able to kind of again distance myself from it as being like an Elseworld story rather than it being like a Batman versus Riddler story. Which, if I want that, I'll watch Batman the Animated Series, which again has the perfect version of the Riddler. Like Batman the Animated Series, nine times out of ten gives you the perfect version from the comic book in at least an animated version um live action is a little tougher to do but um or to say when it comes to some of these characters because there hasn't been a lot of versions of them but uh yeah the animated series nails the riddler perfectly um but like i said i thought this one did a good job for the story they were telling the scene with batman and the riddler in arkham perfect like the the back and forth between the two of them absolutely perfect loved it so much um nine number 43 is ant-man they had as their number 35 um so mine's a little bit lower still on my list though because i think this is a great superhero origin story um maybe you don't like ant-man maybe you didn't like the movie i don't know um but i think it was done well i think it was done extremely well i loved seeing him training which we don't get to see a whole lot of the characters do very often. Um, Like, we got to see a bit of that in Iron Man, um, and we got to see a bit of it in Captain America, but I'm trying to think if there's any of the other characters, if we ever saw them doing, like, training and stuff like that. Maybe I think we're going to see it in Thor Love and Thunder for him to get back in shape. But, yeah, like, you don't really get to see too much of the heroes becoming heroes. Uh, and this one you do. Uh, I love learning about the different types of ants and how they're going to be able to help him and then seeing that executed. I thought that was done really well. I love the whole tension between him and uh, Janet, uh, you know, the wasp. Um, and then, you know, I loved having Hank Pym in there. Um, so, like, all of, all of it just really worked well. Um, I'm trying to remember Pena's first name but his storytelling and seeing how that played out hilarious um the reason the second movie 
like some people I've heard like the second movie more than the first one. Not the case for me. I do like seeing the wasp in her costume and doing and being there in the action and all that type of stuff. But they then went back to the well with a few things too many times that they did in the first movie. It was just kind of like, okay, you're doing these things because you did them in the first movie. So to me, the first movie is much better. If they had had the wasp actually in the first movie, like in her costume, I probably would have liked it a lot. Uh, I would probably would have liked it even more. But the fact that it was in the second movie and then and there was a lot of things getting repeated in the second movie is what prevented that from being my top 50. Um, but I, she still plays a very important role and has a big impact in the first movie. So, um, so yeah, I, I think Ant-Man is, a, is an excellent origin story uh, movie. So that for that reason alone, it had to make my top 50. Uh, and I've watched it several times, so... Number uh, 42 for me was the Lego Batman movie. And just coincidentally enough, they had it as their number two also. Uh, the TikTok reviewer was surprised it was on the list. I was surprised it was on their list. This is the movie that I was forgot to put on my list, that I absolutely 100%, 1,000% wanted to have on my list, but completely forgot because I was thinking of live action movies, I was thinking of animated movies and like Lego movies aren't exactly something that popped in my head, even though I'm a huge Lego fan, but it didn't pop in my head. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that is an amazing superhero movie. It's an amazing comic book movie. Like if you want a really, really great Batman movie, it's worth watching. Like, yes, there's a lot of ridiculous humor. There's, it is campy, but again, I can handle animated campy. Um, it's a lot of fun. Like anyone that, this is one of those movies where if you can't watch Lego Batman, the Lego Batman movie, um, and enjoy it, um, there's something broken with you. Like, I'm flat out, there's something, I mean, and I realize that's my opinion or whatever, but flat out, in my opinion, as someone with a psychology degree, <laughs> there's something broken with you. If you can't sit there and just enjoy the Lego Batman movie, you don't have to enjoy any of the other Lego movies. I'm not saying that. Like, I think the the Lego movie number one is is awesome, pun intended, and you know what I mean if if you've seen it. Um, I think it's awesome, but I'm a huge Lego fan, so that makes sense. I admittedly have not seen the Lego Two movie um, or Lego Movie Two, however it is. I want to. I definitely want to. Um, but Lego Batman, I don't think you need to be a Lego fan to enjoy it. I don't think you need to be an uh, animated movie person to enjoy it. You just should... If you like superhero movies, you should watch it. It's fun. If you can't have fun watching it, you're, you're broken inside. You need to go talk to somebody. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm joking, but I'm kind of a little bit serious. Like... There's certain movies where I feel like if you can't find some enjoyment in watching it, I'm not saying it makes your top 50. I'm not saying, like, it's your favorite movie of all time. It's not my favorite movie of all time. But it's, you, you should be able to sit down and enjoy it. So, um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Daryl Taylor, who we've had on the show in the past and is a good friend... Um, I think he doesn't like it, but he doesn't like anything that's like he deems as kiddie movies. But I would also say that he's broken and he knows I would say that he's broken and he probably would say he's broken. So there you go. Um, but yeah, so that 
that is actually what bumped Big Hero 6 off my list because I was like, oh my god, I forgot to put that on the list. So I put uh, the Lego Batman movie on there. The TikTok reviewer thought it should be a lot higher. And again, if you picked me on a different day where I remember to put it on the list, I maybe would have put it up higher. Uh, but today it was number 42. And hey, for them it was number 42 also. Uh, one that was might be a surprise to you and definitely was not on their list. Uh, number My number 41, Justice League, The New Frontier. Um, there are some DC animated movies on here. So, uh, like I said, was not on their list. I absolutely love this movie. I love uh, The New Frontier. Darwin Cook was taken away from us way too soon. Uh, it If we were talking top favorite comic book stories of all time, this would be in my top five as far as the actual comic book. Um, I love The New Frontier. It is fantastic. I feel very blessed that I got to meet Darwin Cook and have him sign my absolute edition of it. I have the issues of it. I love everything about New Frontier. And the the Disney, the DC animated movie um, does an exceptional job with it. I think it's very well done. My one complaint with it is that it doesn't cover enough of it. Like, I would have loved this to have been a part one, part two, like they've been doing in recent times. Because they, it deserves more. It deserves more of it to be covered. But I do think what they covered was done excellently. Um, and it was true to, you know, what was in the book. It's just the book, like we hear so many times, is so much better. And, uh, and I kind of want to reread it, um, because it's been a little while since I've read it and, uh, it's, it's not a quick read, but it is so worth it. Um, one of the best stories, let alone superhero stories ever. So the animated one definitely had to make my top 50, uh, number 40, Spider-Man far from home, uh, of the spider of the new Spider-Man movies, I, number one, I think that um, Tom Holland is the perfect blend of Peter Parker and uh, Spider-Man. He he's my Spider-Man. He's my favorite Spider-Man that's ever been done. Um, so I, I think he embodies the character perfectly. Um, this is definitely the weakest of the three movies, in my opinion. But it's still exceptional. I still think it's done very, very well. I love Mysterio, so that also puts it on my list. Um, Mysterio is my second favorite Spider-Man villain. So after Green Goblin, because Green Goblin is my favorite Marvel villain of all time, so of course he's going to be my favorite Spider-Man villain. But Mysterio is my second favorite Spider-Man villain. Um, Absolutely love him. So uh, to see how they did him in... The movie was fantastic, um, very well executed, and uh, yeah, it, it made sense what they did and how they did it. So um, it's still got its weak points in it, uh, not but not too much. Uh, again, I think the this new Spider-Man movies have done a really, really great job. So number 39, and also this was not on their list, um, which I'm shocked. Now, granted, I didn't have 
the first Spider-Man movie on my list. So an argument could be made that, hey, that should have been on my list and this one shouldn't have been. So I can appreciate that. I just, for my list, I don't agree. <laughs> um, number 39, uh, The Suicide Squad. They had it as number 34, so pretty close. I had it a little bit lower uh, than they did. It, this is a fun movie. I've It became available on HBO Max as I saw it. And I watched it three times in two days. That's how much I had fun watching this movie. They put freaking Starro, like, in it as a villain, as an, as an enemy. And and not an enemy, like, <laughs> I know, Starfish, huh? Um, so, but he he's done as Starro would be done in the comics. Like, they have the big blue Starfish this giant starfish and it spits out little starfish that suck onto people's faces to control them that's the only way I could see doing Starro like yeah you could get it more realistic looking like more um, like they did in recent times with I think in Morris's JLA they had like these green more alien looking things but they were still starfish looking um, so I get that but no, I, I love the, the fact that they did this giant blue, purple outlined starfish with giant eyeball, and it worked. And it's a funny movie. It's a cool action movie. Um, I love Peacemaker in it. I love uh, Bloodsport in it. Ratcatcher, absolutely adore. I actually really liked Harley Quinn in it. Um, Margot Robbie is an awesome live action Harley Quinn. I just hasn't been in a whole lot of good movies featuring her. Like Birds of Prey, not really good. <laughs> like, I watched it, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, there was moments in it I liked, but that wasn't Birds of Prey. Um, and then she was in the, um, the other Suicide Squad movie that was horrible. Um but she plays a really good Harley Quinn. And in this movie, she plays the Harley Harley Quinn the way I would want Harley Quinn to be. And every character gets their spotlight moments. Um, yeah, it's... it. I won't put it up as high... I mean, I put it higher than the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but I won't put it up as high as a Guardians of the Galaxy movie because I don't want to say, like, this is DC's version of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's really not. It's a bit different, but it is in the sense that it's taking very unknown characters and doing something with them that is really awesome and unique. However, it didn't make them into household names like Guardians of the Galaxy did. But I guess it did for Peacemaker. Like, no one knew who the hell Peacemaker was, and now he had his own series, which is amazing. Um, you do want to watch that after seeing The Suicide Squad, but yeah, The Suicide Squad... Really fun movie. Absolutely worth watching. Uh, my number 38 is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, they had it as a number 39. So almost right in line with them. I had mine just a little higher. Um, I love multiverse stuff. I wish we had gotten more multiverse with it. Um, yeah, my two complaints with the movie is I would have liked more traveling through the multiverse. That would have been awesome. And I felt like the Illuminati Council um, was dispatched way too easily. Um, I get why they did it and everything else, but I just felt like that should have been a bigger battle than it was. Um, 
almost like that should have been the f- played into the final battle. Other than that, it's a cool movie. You do have to like Sam Raimi stuff, which I do. Uh, otherwise, I don't think you'll like this at all. It's a very Sam Raimi movie, <laughs> um, especially in certain moments. It has very Sam Raimi special effects, which are a little dated. But again, if you like Sam Raimi-type movies, you don't care. That That's perfectly fine with you. Um, and like I said, it was fine with me. Um, but yeah, I, like looking at it objectively, I was like, eh, you could have done a better job with the special effects. But, um, but that is... It, what they did was very Sam Raimi and it's got its horror elements to it, which I would expect again from a Sam Raimi movie. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great movie. I really enjoy it a lot. I know I'm, I've watched it twice now. Um, I know I'll watch it more. Um, but yeah, I, I like, like it a lot. Uh, number 37 for me was X-Men Two X-Men United. They had his number 17, so they had it quite a bit higher than me. Um, and it's not because this isn't a good movie. It's just I felt like there was a lot of movies for me that I put a, I put before it, um, including another X-Men movie. Um, so I do like this movie a lot. It seems like the X-Men movies, the second one of the, when they're starting a new series, the second one seems so far to be the best one. Um, and we'll see that in, in another selection. But, um, yeah, X-Men United, it plays into uh, the Weapon X program, which I really liked a lot. Uh, Them playing into that. This is one, again, I haven't watched in a long time. Um, I just remember really liking it a lot. And it's, like, the first X-Men movie is okay. Um, The X-Men Last Stand is bad. Like, there's a couple things in it I like, but... Because I can find some, uh, most of the time I can find something I like in almost any movie. Um, but it's it's bad. It's a bad movie. I have not seen yet um, Dark Phoenix, X Men Dark Phoenix. I because I'm a, I'm afraid to. I've heard nothing but horrible horrible things about it. So I'm I'm very afraid to watch it. Um, I know it was. A, I think it, I don't say no. I think it was available on Amazon Prime for free at one point. But I just couldn't click it to watch it. I don't know if it still is or not. I'll look. I, I it is something like much like Fan Four Stick, which I call that particular movie because they put a four right in the middle of it. Um, I and that's what a lot of people were calling it. That's not something new. But uh, I was like, okay, I need to watch this. And when I started watching the, the beginning of it, I was like, oh yeah, this isn't too bad. And then it got bad. Um, it got bad really, really fast. Um, that's what makes me afraid of watching it. Uh, same thing with like New Mutants. Like I watched a New Mutants movie, and there was parts of it that I was like, "Okay, this is this isn't too bad." And then it got bad, and then it got worse. <laughs> I'm like, mm, "This isn't New Mutants." Um, so that's what I'm afraid of Dark Phoenix. So they've tried doing that story twice now, and Last Stand was a horrible version of it. I don't hold much hope for the other one being good, especially from everything I've heard. But X-Men 2, X-Men United, like I said, I remember that being very good, really enjoying it quite a bit. Um, for the longest time, it was my favorite X-Men movie. So, um, so yeah, I, it deserved to be on the list. And again, one that I probably need to watch again because it's been a while. Uh, number 36, Thor Ragnarok. They had this as number 8 
Mm-mm. I like it a lot. It's the only Thor movie that's even in my top 50. Um, I know this is a very divisive one. So for that reason alone, it should be lo- it should be lower than number eight. Um, but for me, it was it was humorous. Yes, there's there's a lot of humor in it, but there was also like cool action moments when it needed to be. Uh, the humor to me wasn't over the top or ridiculous. It made sense for the characters in those moments. Um, so I really liked it. Now I've heard Love and Thunder goes even more into the comedy, which I don't necessarily need. So, um, but Thor Ragnarok, I, I really enjoyed the hell out of it and I would watch it many times. Like I said, it's number 36, maybe it'd be higher on your list. I don't know, but, um, it could be higher on my list also, but so could X-Men United. So, uh, number 35 Shazam. This is one that could be here or even lower on my list at times. Um, I do like Shazam a lot. I think, uh, when everything was getting dark and gritty with the DC universe movies, this was the breath of fresh air that it really needed to show DC and Warner Brothers, hey, you can actually do a lighthearted superhero movie, and you should do lighthearted super movie, superhero movies because your characters are all about hope and justice and things like that. Um, these ideologies. Uh, so they shouldn't be dark and gritty. Like, Batman should be dark and gritty, but Superman shouldn't be, and Wonder Woman shouldn't be. Um, and Shazam sure as hell shouldn't be. Uh, it is a really fun movie. It wasn't even on their list. I think that's a crime. I think it was excellent movie. Yes, it might not make your top 50. I understand that. It didn't make theirs, but I absolutely enjoyed the hell out of Shazam. I do think it should be on someone's, on, on everyone's top 50. If you've seen it, I think you would agree. Um, again, even if it's your number 50, uh, I think it deserves to be on a list like this. Um, it it did exactly what it should do. You you, it's a fun superhero action movie, uh, cool origin story, and you have a character who was a kid turned into an adult. And Zach uh, Levi, I think is his name, uh, plays a kid that gets turned into a superhero adult perfectly. So, uh, number thirty four, X Men: Days of Future Past. They had as their number thirteen. I could see that. I could see it being number 13. It's pretty low on mine just because I put a lot of things before it. And again, that's much like I did with some, uh, some other movies that I've mentioned, like it was lower on my list because I felt like other things deserve to be higher, not because it didn't deserve to be high. Um, this is the best X-Men movie that's ever been done. It, um, has awesome time travel in it. I do wish that they would have kept it being Kitty pride, uh, because I think that would have been great, but I also understand they wanted to capitalize on um, on Hugh Jackman being Wolverine, so that's why they did the way they did it. Uh, it is a great movie. I, I absolutely love it, and uh, can definitely watch it multiple multiple times. Love seeing the future scenes uh, that they did. So, um, and I also love how it fixed timelines and brought the old X-Men universe into the, this new continuity that they were creating. So and it did it well, and that's very difficult to do. So um, then we have uh, number 33, not on their list at all, 
another animated movie, so that might be why. But Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. I love this movie. Um, it is done very, very well. There are so many DC animated movies that are done well, so if I'm mentioning some of these on this list, you better believe they are worth checking out if you haven't seen them already. This brings in the Crime Syndicate, so you got Owlman, Ultraman, Superwoman, um, Power Ring, I think Power Ring's in it, uh, Jesse Quick, stuff like that. So there's the voice talent is perfect. They get James Woods doing uh, uh, Owlman's voice and just awesome casting for that. Um, I, I'm a crisis person, so any type of crisis I'm all in favor of if, if done well, and this one's done very well. So, again, one I haven't watched in a while, but I do remember loving it quite a bit. So, um, number 32 for me, uh, Batman Begins. Uh, of you know the Nolan universe, the beginning of that, and they had is their number twenty eight, so pretty close. Mine's a little bit lower. Um, Love Batman Begins. It's a good origin story. Um, it gets a little extra by the end, but uh, loved having Russell Ghoul in it. Loved having Scarecrow in it. I think they did the perfect casting for Jonathan Crane. Um, yeah, it's a great beginning, uh, and definitely a different take from what we had previously as far as a Batman. So, uh, number 31 for me, the Punisher. Uh, and this is the, um, Pat, uh, not Patrick Jean. That's from the mentalist. Um, Thomas Jean is Thomas Jean. Sure. We're going to go with that. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Jean Punisher. Um, it's, Loosely based off of, or somewhat based off of, uh, Hello Frank, which was a, an awesome Punisher story. Um, this, this is the Punisher. Like this, this is my favorite version of the Punisher. They did an excellent job with it. I think it was fantastically executed. I would watch this one every day of the week. It's sad that they didn't continue with it. Um, I don't think it did well in the box office, and I don't know why other than maybe the universe just wasn't ready for that. Um, yes, the Netflix series is amazing and fantastic, but I still like this version of the Punisher better. I think this was done better than the Netflix series. And I do love the Netflix series. Don't, don't get me wrong there. I absolutely love it. I think that's excellently done, well executed. I just do like this version of the Punisher better. There was a, there's a YouTube video of a short film with Thomas Jane. And I think it was going to be like a pitch to have him come back as the Punisher, um, which didn't happen, but it's, it's like the laundry or something like that. It's a really cool short action movie, you know, short film type thing. It's, it's really, really well done. But yeah, I, I like it enough and I'm not a huge Punisher person. But when a movie is good, it's it's good. So then we have uh, number thirty, Batman Under the Red Hood, another DC animated movie, um, done exceptionally well. I believe this is the first movie I remember where they didn't have Kevin Conroy doing the voice of Batman, and that made me nervous. <laughs> um, I don't remember who they got to replace him, but he did a really good job. The story is excellent. I love the original comic story. Um, this, 
might be even a little bit better than the comic story. Um, it's been a while since I read the comic story, so uh, I do have the issues of that, although I think I'm going to be selling those, but I, I have the hardcover of the these those issues. So, um, yeah, it, it's a great animated movie. Uh, almost is it was almost like for a while there it was my favorite DC animated movie and then I and then I kind of reevaluated things cuz I rewatched some things and I was like I was like okay I like this other one better but Under the Red Hood is still a phenomenal DC animated movie and it's on a lot of people's top lists so it's not just me saying that uh number 29 that was not on their list I don't know if I mentioned Under the Red Hood was not on their list either, but number 29 that was not on their list, and I do think it's a crime that it wasn't on their list, and I also think it's a crime that it never got a sequel, but I also understand it's because it did not do well in the box office, which is also a crime. Uh, That's Dread. And no, not Judge Dread with Sylvester Stallone. Uh, (laughs) I'm talking about Dread with uh, Carl Urban. It is a fantastic movie. This, for me, when I was talking about earlier... Like that there's sometimes when I feel like the movie did a little bit better than the comic for me, this is what I'm talking about. I have not read a whole lot of Judge Dredd comics, but the ones I've read, I really have liked a lot. I do have some collected editions of Judge Dredd comics, so I need, I do need to pull those out and read them. Um, it's one of those things for me, like I have these collected editions, but they don't start with number one. I would love to read the very beginning of Judge Dredd and see where it went from there. But I should be able to just jump into these and, you know, they're collected editions of certain creators. Um, so I, I should read them. I've read a few Judge Dredd comics. I've liked them a lot. Um, but this was just, this is my first thing of, like, really being kind of introduced to the character when he was done well. And um, it's a very self-contained type. I know there's a, there's a specific name for this. But when like everything happens in one building or everything happens in one one place, there's a there's a term for that in movies uh, and in storytelling in general. And I can't think of the name of it. But um, but everything takes place in this multi level high rise, and it's awesome. Like Dread is an amazing movie. I did see it in 3D uh, when it was in the theaters. There was almost no one in the theaters. Cause, like I said, it did not do well in the theaters. Um, it deserved to do better. Um, the 3D effect was really cool, especially at the very last scenes of the last battle. Had a kind of a cool effect. It you don't need the 3D. It's not like Avatar where you need the 3D to make it worth watching. Um, this to me was an it excellent depiction of the Judge Dread character. Um. So yeah, well, well worth seeing. So, uh, and or if you just want a really awesome futuristic action movie, and it's not even that futuristic. I mean, there's definitely future tech going on, but but it's yeah, it's awesome. Um, number twenty eight for me was Spider Man Homecoming. They had it as number twelve. I can kind of understand that. Uh, again, I have a bunch of movies that I think are better than it, but I do love it. I love the fact that we don't get an origin story again. Like, 
It's been done to death. Everyone knows how Spider-Man got his powers. We don't need to see him getting bitten by a spider again. Not, like none of that happens, which I'm glad. Um, like I said, this is my Spider-Man. So, um, yeah, it's th- this Spider-Man, especially with one that we will see later, um, is one of my arguments for best trilogy. Um, I can see people arguing the Nolan Batman being better than this one for a trilogy, but since all three Spider-Man movies have, will make my top 50, again, we haven't gone over the third one yet. Um, and there's a good reason for that. Um, and not all of the Nolan Batman movies made it into my top 50. That's why I would say for me, the Spider-Man, the Tom Holland Spider-Man trilogy is better than the Nolan Batman trilogy. But I, you'll see, I can, you know, I've already had Batman Begins on my list. There's another one on my list. We've already talked about which one's not on my list, so you can imagine which one is on my list. It's pretty high up. So, that being said, I can understand there being an argument being made. Um, but that's not the trilogy I was referring to, so we'll get to that in a little while. Um... But yeah, I do love Spider-Man Homecoming. It was a great introduction to this new Spider-Man. I, uh, Michael Keaton is the Vulture. That worked out fantastic. Love seeing a little nod to other characters. And yeah, it's a great movie. Number 27 for me was Deadpool. That was number 23 for, for Rolling Stones. Um, and I, I'm almost right there, and I can totally understand that. And there was a chance for it to be higher on my list. Again, I just put some other things a little bit higher. But it could very easily move up ahead of several movies. So... Uh, if it's higher on your list, totally understand. It should be on your list, <laughs> at least somewhere. It's hilarious. It shows that you can do an R-rated movie. It can be very successful. Um, you can do a lot of humor with the right character. Again, picking the right character. I don't think Thor is always n- isn't a character that should always have a lot of humor, which it sounds like that's the direction they went in with Love and Thunder. Again, I'm just going based on what other people said. Um, I still plan, when I go to watch it, I plan on going into it with an open mind, even if it doesn't sound that way, um, to see you know what I think of it. But Deadpool is like, okay, this is a character that you can have a lot of fun with and it'd be completely over the top. This was a movie that wasn't going to be made and then all of a sudden like, some footage got out, I'm sure on purpose. And... Um, I think Ryan Reynolds actually leaked it out himself um, because he wanted this movie to get made. And, like, oh, my God, it, it's just it's so well done. Um, I love Deadpool 2, uh, the second one, but I don't... It wouldn't be in my top 50, but it's actually one that I could watch multiple times as well. But the first one is, like, just so much more superior to it. So um, absolutely love the first Deadpool movie. Uh, number 26 for me is Doctor Strange. It was number 21 on their list. I'm not too far off from where they were on that one either. Um, another really good origin story. I love magic and I love mysticism. Uh, they didn't really stray too much from the origin of Doctor Strange. Like, he was an asshole surgeon, got in a car accident, broke, busted up his hands, and was looking for a cure. And found, you know, a place of magic to what he thought was going to do that, and he actually ends up becoming a source of spring because of it. 
Um, they change a little bit because, like, in the comics, Mordo becomes his enemy because he's jealous. They don't really have Mordo being jealous in this one. It's more so, like, it becomes, like, a revenge-type thing for Mordo. So, like, it's a bit different, but that's okay. Again, very well done, very well executed. Love the loop at the end of this is how he beats Dormammu. So... Uh, it's a great origin story for Doctor Strange, and it's a, that's a character I do like a lot. So, number twenty-five for me is Hellboy, and it was number twenty-seven for them. So, again, very close. Um, so, mine's just a little bit higher. Love the first Hellboy movie. Second one also very good, but the first one is like perfection for the character. Uh, Ron Perlman as Hellboy is amazing. You get introduced to his whole world. It's a very personal type story, as it should be. You get some really cool characters. It's an awesome time period type moments and everything. Like, there's moments in it there, time period pieces and everything else. It's great. It's well acted. Um, I can't say anything bad about it. And I love Hellboy comics. Um, I have quite a few of them. So, well, I have library edition hardcovers of them and they're awesome so I, I have read quite a few Hellboy comics uh, I haven't read all of the ones that I own uh, in those hardcover editions and that's something I need to rectify I actually want to go back and like kind of reread some of the stuff like the very beginnings and everything else because the very first I think it's Seed of Destruction is the first story Hellboy story and it's amazing It so I might be getting the name of it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. Um, but yeah, it's a great movie. Well worth seeing. Um, and you don't need to know the Hellboy comic at all, by the way. If you're not familiar with the Hellboy comic at all, you can watch the Hellboy movie. You'll be brought to speed, no problem. Um, number nine, uh, number 24 for me, number ni- which was number 19 for them, uh, so theirs was a bit higher, was Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Again, this is one that could be higher on my list. Um, any given day could be lower on my list any given day this is the one where I went back and rewatched it and was like oh this is yeah this is a bit better than Under the Red Hood um, just right now again those that could always change but this this was the this was the one that like started these uh, movies and you know DC animated movies uh, now this one was actually in theaters. Most of them afterwards have not been, uh, but this this one was in theaters. Uh, it's awesome. It's just it's a great story. Really cool villain. Um, I have the the um, character, the action figures that they did off the movie. So I have the Phantasm and, and the Batman and the two pack. Thick. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. I I can't say enough good things about it. And, I mean, it's Batman the Animated Series. You guys know I love it. I've mentioned it many times, even in this episode. So, uh, Number 23 for me, Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. They had it as their number two. Again, I can see it being someone's top five. I cannot see it being number two. Out of all comic book or superhero, however you want to make your list, out of all the ones ever made, it's not a number two. Um, but, well, it is a number two it is Spider-Man 2. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, but it is an awesome movie. It's the only one of the Sam Raimi 
Spider-Man movies that made my top 50 list. They said the first one didn't. We talked about that. The third one, it's painful. Like, there's, there was a good movie in there, and they just tried to cram too much into it. Um, it's the model that people refer to for putting, trying to put too much into one movie. Um, but this is this was done perfectly. Um, it's, you know, Doctor Octopus, who I am not a huge fan of in the comics. I really liked him in this movie. Um, I mean, when you get Alfred Molina doing the character, uh, it, yeah, it's done exceptionally well. Um, and he comes back, which was awesome. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, Spider-Man 2 is a fantastic movie. Um, it's one of the few times for me, in my personal opinion, it's one of the few times when the sequel is better than the than the original. Um, you know, Empire Strikes Back, in my opinion, better than A New Hope. Still love A New Hope, but Empire Strikes Back to me was better. Um, Terminator 2, to me, is better than the first Terminator, and I love the first Terminator. Uh Aliens is better than the first Alien. For again, for me, I love the second Aliens more, but I still love the first Alien movie. Um, and then, and this one, Spider-Man Two, to me is a lot better than the first Spider-Man movie. Uh, so, number twenty-two for me is uh, Wonder Woman. They had it as number nine. To me, it's not a top ten movie. It could have been a top ten movie. I love Wonder Woman as a movie, but the final battle kind of ruins it for me. Like, it's supposed to be her up against Ares. It's, it could have been just this awesome beat down, drag out fight. You know, you're going up against the God of War and everything. Like, it should have been epic. It should have been awesome. And it just wasn't. But everything else leading up to that, I mean, you got. I think it was Dr. Poison was in the movie. Like, that was done well. Um, and, oh, my God, the World War II battlefield scene. I mean, that was epic. Um, love the music for Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. If you ever read up on, like, her background, she is Wonder Woman. Like, through and through. Like, just give her a real lasso. <laughs> And then she'll be Wonder Woman. Um, so, like, everything about it was great. It would have been in my top ten if it wasn't for that final battle. Like, if they had done something different than what they did, it absolutely would have been in my top ten. Because um, everything else about this movie is fantastic. Um, number 21, The Incredibles. They had it as number ten. Uh, so they had it quite a bit higher than me. I think this is a great movie. It's the Fantastic Four movie that we deserve to have, but never got, uh, in a lot of respects. Um, I love Incredibles 2. Uh, I love the first one way more. Uh, it's exceptionally done well. Uh, exceptionally done well. It's done exceptionally well. Um, love the family dynamic. Love, uh, you know the personalities that are there and everything else love where they start to where they finish. It's just really good progression of character and everything else. So it's, it's fantastic. Um, number 20 is the rocketeer. They had as number 25. Uh, the TikTok reviewer called it a piece of garbage. 
is so not a piece of garbage. It's another reason. Like, there was a couple things that he said that I was just like, eh, I don't really trust your opinion. But I trusted his opinion on some stuff enough that I was like, I need to make my own list. <laughs> the Rocketeer is not one of the things that I trusted his opinion on. Uh, it is a fantastic comic book movie. Um, if you like Indiana Jones style uh, movies, you should like The Rocketeer. Like, I would be shocked if you liked Indiana Jones and didn't like The Rocketeer. <coughs> it's got a very similar feel to it. It's got a little. It's obviously got a bit different because you got this action hero that has a jetpack and stuff like that. But it very much has a, um, a Indiana Jones feel to it, which is one of the reasons it appealed to me. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I absolutely do love it. I've seen it many, many times. Uh, number 19 for me was Guardians of the Galaxy. They had his number 15. I can totally respect that. Um, love the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It's fantastic. Uh, awesome soundtrack. They took, James Gunn took uh, characters that nobody really knew other than comic book geeks like myself and made them household names. I mean, there's not much more you can say as to why this should be on everyone's top 50 list somewhere. Um, yeah, this would be one that if it wasn't on your top 50 list, I'd question your top 50 list. Like, it's okay if you even have it as your number 50, but it should be on your top 50 list. Like, it, it absolutely took nobody characters and made them household names. A little bit because they had to. They didn't have as much to work with. They didn't at the time. They didn't own X Men. They didn't own Fantastic Four. They didn't own Spider Man. And they didn't have their arrangements to use Spider Man at that point. Um, they were still kind of proving themselves. So they had Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, and they had done those ones already. They had already done Iron Man twice, I think, at this point. Um, so yeah, like okay, what else? What else can we do? You know, they. So they did Guardians of the Galaxy. I loved the characters in the comics. I was re already reading them for a little while at this point. It was like when people were telling me, like, oh, my God, what what is this and what are they doing? I'd be like, oh, my God, wait till you see. Like, it should be awesome. And it was. Uh, and the soundtrack, I love the fact that the soundtrack plays into the movie. Um, it It's just, it's great. Um, it's such a fun movie, and I can watch it over and over again. Uh, speaking of movies I can watch over and over again, and to me was an absolute crime that it was not on the top 50 list for Rolling Stones, was the first Blade movie. Now, I could see an argument of like, well, we only wanted to put one Blade movie on the list, but you had other movies where you put multiple things on the list, so that negates that. I love the first Blade movie. To me, this anytime someone talks about the point when they started taking superhero movies seriously or comic book movies seriously um, so they could do stuff. There's a lot of people that point to X-Men. Blade happened before them. I point to Blade. I go, when they made Blade, they showed that you could do a good comic book movie and then the other ones followed after that because after that is when you got X-Men and Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man and stuff. Blade came first and it was done exceptionally well Um I love the character of Whistler. I love uh, how they did the vampires. The opening scene alone is incredible. Um, I love how they show him vanquishing them, like how like how they disappear into dust. Um, 
I love the different types of vampires they showed. Um, yeah, it's done exceptionally well. The special effects in the last battle scene are a bit dated, but it's still uh, it's still a great great movie. So, um, and Wesley Snipes is Blade. I mean, he just embodied that character. Now, I can't remember the name of the actor, but the guy that they're having play Blade in the series should do very well, and he has a cool look to him. Um, I'm just surprised that they're using him because he played a villain in the Luke Cage series. So, which is still Marvel. So I, I don't know how that works out, but, um, looking forward to it. And they did do a blade series once before I watched some of the episodes and it was what I saw. I really liked a lot, but you could tell that they were restricted by a budget. I would like to watch the rest of them. Um, I'll have to see if they're available somewhere. Uh, number 17, black Panther. This was their number one. Remember? This is, this is kind of what made me go, I need to do my own list because Black Panther does not deserve to be number one. I can absolutely see Black Panther being on someone's top ten. I can maybe even see it being in someone's top five. And like I mentioned earlier, if you are somebody who loves Black Panther and loves uh, the, you know, the comics and the character and everything else and he's your favorite, I can then understand him being your, being, it being the number one movie for you. But that's because you're showing extreme favoritism. It's, to me, right now, it's not a top ten because of some of the other movies I have in my top ten. Um, it could be, it could be, an argument could be made to make it a top ten. Not saying that at all. Because, again, any other day of the week, maybe it would make my top ten. It just didn't today. Um, it came at number 17. It could be higher but there's a lot of amazing movies that are still to come. So, um, so speaking of, of amazing movies, number 16, Superman. Again, argument can be made that this could be and this on their list was number five. I do think it's worthy of being in the top five. I could see it being someone's number one because if you ever wanted to see a man fly, you know, this was the movie that did it. This was the this opened the door for a superhero movie being done well um, during this time period, and then there was a period where it wasn't being done well, and then, like I said, Blade then started the new the new trend of being done well. Um, yeah, the original Superman is great. You know, he's going up against Lex Luthor, which is played by Gene Hackman. Um, I love Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor for nostalgic reasons. After having read, like I saw this before I started reading comics. And then once I read the comics with Lex Luthor, I was like, he's definitely more of the Kevin Spacey. Although even that, like, I still feel like in some respects they haven't gotten Lex Luthor right just yet. Um, I feel like that's still to come at some point. Um, at least the businessman Lex Luthor. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, there's been so many different versions of Lex Luthor, and I don't feel like any of them have gotten him right yet. Um, not from how I picture him in the comics and have read him in the comics. So, um, but love, love this movie. Um, I think one of the things that keeps it down for me a little bit is because I would have liked some big 
battle at the end. Like some, it's climactic at the end, but it's also kind of not. Like it, he turns time back by reversing the Earth. <laughs> like it's very comic booky, but um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it, but it's a good movie. Like it's 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 a great movie. So. Uh, speaking of great movies, number 15, Captain America, First Avenger. This is the first of the Captain America movies. Uh, there will be others. They had his number 38. I think that's ridiculous. Um, not only is this done really well, um, you know, Chris Evans becomes Captain America. I mean, he is. He just, he is Captain America. Um I know Falcon becomes Captain America and that's done exceptionally well and everything else, but I'm talking about like, I cannot imagine anyone else being Steve Rogers, Captain America, other than Chris Evans. Um, so yeah, Sam Wilson, Captain America, totally fine. Like that looks awesome. And I'm all on board for that. But I'm saying, I'm saying like, if you're talking about a Steve Rogers, Captain America, no one will ever top Chris Evans in my eyes. I, I just don't see it happening. He embodies the character. And when I first heard he might be Captain America, I was a little taken aback because he was Human Torch. He did play that part really well because he played the the playboy hothead type character really well. And I was like, oh boy, he's going to be Captain America. And a lot of people thought the exact same thing. And then, holy shit, he became Captain America. And then the special effects that were done to show him like small and scrawny amazing like it still holds up well now um so yeah it's a great movie another great origin story so uh number 14 for me was unbreakable they had his number 32 i think that's significantly too low um unbreakable was amazing in the sense that number one it was during the time period of m night Shyamalan movies that were still good and surprising people uh, then he went through a whole period of horrible, crappy movies. Like, don't watch The Lady in the Water. That's the worst movie I've ever seen. One, well, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Because um, I have seen The Room. That's atrocious. Uh, so, you watch this movie. And I went and saw this movie with my wife and a bunch of her friends. And we all walked out of it. And they all hated it. They all thought it was horrible. I kept quiet the whole time. Which I'm sure you're shocked. Because that's not like me. But I was trying to be polite. Because this was my wife's friends. And I didn't want to tell them they were all completely crazy. And my wife even noticed. Because she's like, after a movie you're usually really talkative. Like you want to talk about the movie. I was like, yeah. She's like, you didn't. I was like, because I really liked it a lot, and they hated it, and I didn't want to get into an argument with your friends about it. I think Unbreakable is an amazing movie. Um, It is a superhero movie. But you don't realize it's a superhero movie for quite a while. It's a superhero origin story, just done in a different way. And I think it's fantastic because of it. Um... Then we have uh, my number 13, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. They had this as number 6. Mm, there seems a little high to me, but I can I can maybe get there. But Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I love 
the Spider-Verse story that was done in the comics. This is definitely a different take on that, but it's done extremely well, so I don't really care. Um, the animation is top-notch. It's unique. It's vibrant. It's different. Um, it's executed so well. The story is great. Love the multiverse aspects of it. Um, getting, you know, Spider-Ham and getting um, Spider-Gwen and you know and like the older peter parker and just and spider-man noir and like it was just great and then at the end to see like spider-man 2099 who's going to be in the next movie like this is a great movie it's a great animated movie it's a great spider-man movie um it's all we have right now for miles morales but honestly right now if this is all we ever got for miles morales it would be like this is a great spider-man movie so number 12 batman uh the michael keaton batman from 1989 it's not even on their list they had batman returns with the penguin and catwoman on their list and didn't have this one like i could almost understand them having Batman Returns on their list if they had this one on their list. But they didn't even have this one on their list. How do you put Batman Returns on a list and not have Bat the original Batman from 1989 not on your list? How do you not have it on your list? I d like this was the one that stumped me so much. Like how is how was this how? How was this not on the list? Well, okay, there's another one that wasn't on the list. Two of them that weren't on the list that we're going to get to that I'm like, how? But, and definitely one of them, like, what what the actual fuck? Um, but this one is up there, too. It's like, how, how the fuck is this not on your top 50 list? Like, how this was almost in my top 10. It probably should be in my top 10, but you'll hear some of the other ones and be like, okay, maybe I understand. But, like, how do you not have Batman... The Michael Ke original Michael Keaton Batman with Jack Nicholson as the Joker, that was a f like taking favoritism out of it. Objectively speaking, like again, trying to be as objective as possible, it was a freaking phenomenon when it happened. You couldn't go anywhere and not see Batman stuff. There was I had a Batman hat, ate Batman cereal, had the Batman soundtrack, had a Batman T-shirt, like. Everything was Batman. Everything. And you couldn't help but hear the Prince album for it. it. was, like, how was this not on their list? And you might be saying, and rightfully so, Ryan, how is this not in your top ten? And I'll say, well, let's wait to see what is in my top ten. But I respect your opinion. And yes, on another day, this could be in my top ten. But how do you leave it off your list? Like, I don't... I don't get that at all. That just, like, blew my mind. Like, how? Jack Nicholson the Joker. Amazing depiction of the Joker. Yes, it's campy, and it's and it's over the top, and it's, it's a different type of Joker. But it's a Joker that worked for a Tim Burton universe. And maybe, maybe the person, well, no, I can't, I was going to say maybe the person didn't like Tim Burton. And which I can, I can be like, okay, then I understand not being on your list. But they put Batman Returns on the list. So it wasn't that, because he did, 
he did that movie too, and that one maybe they, maybe they have a hard on for Tim Burton because that movie is very Tim Burton. <laughs> Much like I was saying, Multiverse of Madness for Doctor Strange is like very Sam Raimi. Batman Returns is very very Tim Burton, and I like it. It's not in my top fifty. I don't watch it very often. But Batman 89, oh, you better believe I've watched, I've watched that many, 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 many times. So have a lot of other people. Like, how did that not make their list at all? It, it just... I don't get it. I really don't. And like I said, there's two more that are not on their list that are in my top... They're in my top five, and they're not even on their list. I'm like, what? What, what the actual fuck... Number 11, Logan. Uh, this was their number three, and I can understand that. I can respect that. Again, I can even see an argument being made for this being someone's number one. Uh, I can absolutely see that. We talked about that earlier. Like, if you're someone that likes that more gritty type hero story and character story and everything else, um, doesn't have a happy ending, <laughs> um, this, this would be it. So, um, is a great movie and probably should have been in my top 10, but again, you'll see in here what, why certain things were in my top 10, a different day. This would be in my top 10. No problem. Um, I don't think it would ever make my top five. Um, yeah, I don't see it making my top five looking at some of the other movies, but top 10 for sure. It could be in there. But right now, today, it was a number 11. But it's a fantastic movie. And again, haven't haven't watched it in a while, but did watch it multiple times and uh, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, my number 10 was Avengers. So the, the first Avengers movie. So not the Captain America first Avengers, but the actual Avengers, the first movie that they did of those. They had it as number 41. And that... They're... <sighs> These are the choices that make me angry. How, if you're writing an article for Rolling Stones magazine that's saying top 50 superhero movies of all time, how do you put Avengers as number 41? I have it in my top 10, and I could even see it being bumped up higher. I can't see it being bumped lower. I sure as hell can't see it being bumped down to number 41. You did. You took something that no one thought was going to be able to actually happen, but people were very excited for, and then they got nervous for because they were like, "Holy crap, they're going to do this!" I'm scared shitless. Are they actually able to pull it off? And they pull it off in amazing fashion. Great villain for them to go up against with it being, you know, Loki, and just great story gave every character their just attention which you know you got some top talent there and they all want to vie for for their spot in the movie they all got it um yeah it's uh, how how do you put that in number 41 I'll excuse anyone out there for having it not in their top 10 but I cannot excuse you if you have it as number 41 or or lower on your list. Like 41 or 41 to 50 shouldn't be in there. 
I mean, it's in my top 10, but I can see it being in someone's top 20, maybe. Like, if you're just not like, you're just like, yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. But yeah, it did something that we thought couldn't be done. Like, literally, like, you did a whole bunch of individual movies of these characters and then you brought them all together for a movie and did an amazing job with it. <sighs> number 41. How the fuck was that? Number 41. So anyways, Avengers for me, number 10. Number 9, Superman 2. This is the Christopher Reeve Superman. Uh, you'll notice I do not have Man of Steel on my list. Um, I do like it, Man of Steel, but it just it's not a top 50 for me. Um, number 9, they had his number 20. I, can, I understand people putting the first Superman movie before Superman 2. I just like the second Superman movie a lot better. Uh, we established an origin already at this point, so now we could just tell a story with him up against some opponents and having Zod with his crew, perfect opponents to have. Um, I mean, kneel before Zod is a common phrase in a lot of households when it comes to uh, just a reference type phrase or quote. Um, it's great. I, I love it. It gets a, it gets a little comic book ridiculous at times, but how the first one did too. So, um, yeah, great character story. Um, I feel like the first Superman movie does have its slow points. I didn't feel like this one has very much when it comes to slow points. I think there's like one slow point in it for me. And then the rest is just great character moments or great action. So, um, I think it's exceptionally, it's done exceptionally. There I go again. It's exceptionally done well. It's done exceptionally well um, with the fight scenes and stuff like that. Like they're, they're, he's like, blow them a kiss. And he, she blows and like buses and cars are blowing, you know, like it's great. Um, it, it's, it's my favorite Superman movie. Um, number eight, the crow. They had his number 29. I feel like that's way too low, but this probably is a personal preference for me. Um, Brandon Lee died doing this movie. I was shocked when I heard that. Uh, he probably had a ton of potential to do some amazing stuff. It's just sad that he never will have that, that opportunity to do so. Uh, was thrilled in how they executed this movie for the scenes when they couldn't utilize him anymore to have it come out. Um, it's fantastic. I've never read the comic, so that's a fault of mine. It's a blank space in, in mine. So I don't know how well this follows the comic, but it's so well done. It's acted so well. Um, it almost feels like a Gotham city, like how gritty the city is and everything else. And the characters that he has to go up against feel like something you'd see in Gotham. Um, the villain is perfect. Uh, the sister of the villain is weird as shit and creepy. Um, Ernie Hudson's awesome. The little girl uh, is amazing. Brandon Lee is incredible in it. Like it's, I've watched this movie. I can't count how many times the the soundtrack. Oh my god, the soundtrack is incredible. I've listened to the soundtrack. I don't can't even tell you how many times. Um. So yeah, it 
just sheer number of times I've watched this and how, and to me how perfect of a movie it is. Um, like I don't know of any flaws in it. Maybe if you, maybe you do, maybe cause maybe you don't like the movie. So you notice flaws in it that I don't see, but there's not many movies out there for me that I think are absolutely perfectly executed. To me, this was a perfectly executed movie. So, um, number seven for me, Iron Man, they had his number 11. I feel like if this is a top 10 movie, possibly a top five movie for some people. I could even see an argument for it being number one for some people. This started it all started the whole thing that we know as the MCU. A lot of people didn't think they could do an Iron Man movie. Like they had nothing to work with. Like you said, they had Captain America, Thor, Iron Man. They didn't have like their flagship characters. Like argument could be made for Captain America, but they didn't start with him. And, you know, they didn't have Spider-Man. They didn't have the X-Men. Um, so they're like, all right, well, we'll try going down the Avengers route, but we need to establish some of these characters because people don't know who some of them are. So they did Iron Man, which is a gutsy ass one to do. But I think some of it was like, okay, we don't know if this is going to be successful. So let's take a character that if it's not successful, we don't have to worry about using anymore if we didn't want to. I, I really feel like that's what was going on. And then they put everything they could into it. It's got an amazing story, very well executed again, much like I was mentioning with the crow. Um, there's a couple things in there that are dated, like he references MySpace in there. And I was like, okay. But nowadays that could be seen as a joke, but I'm sure there's a lot of kids going, what's MySpace? Um, it's really well done. Again, like very few times in the MCU that you get to see someone like kind of training to be a hero. You kind of see that here. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is the perfect Tony Stark. He's he is Tony Stark. Um, I don't have the, any of the other Iron Man movies on this. I uh, I rewatched two and three recently. Two I like again better on a second viewing. There's still a couple things in it that I don't really like, um, but overall it's it's a, it's a better movie than I remember it being. Three, I still don't like. I know some people love it. I don't. I'm not one of them. Um, I it's still watchable for me, but it's it's bottom level um, MCU movies for me. Uh, whereas Iron Man, the first Iron Man, is phenomenal. I my wife saw it. She even loved it. She hasn't seen very many superhero movies, but she watched that one and then to have that turn into like an end credit scene where they mention the Avengers initiative and you're just like, what the hell did they just say? Yeah. It's number seven for me. Number six for me was Captain America winter soldier. They had his number 18. That is criminally low. I know some people that this is their favorite comic book movie ever. And I can absolutely see that an argument can be made for that. An argument can be made that this should be in my top five and you're absolutely right. It could be again, different day could be in my top five. Uh, I love this movie. I think it's done so well. Um, you know, I know I keep saying that with a lot of these movies, 
they're they're going on here, but it just is. I mean, the elevator scene um, is one of the best fight scenes ever. Um, Yeah, it's just this is a Captain America movie, and then like him teaming up with Black Widow uh, through parts of it and everything else, it's perfect. Um, plus part of it was filmed in Cleveland, so, which is where I'm at. So, a little hometown favoritism there. There's an area called Tower City that it was, that some of this was filmed in. Uh, and there's the escalator scene where she kissed, where Black Widow kisses Steve to kind of get past the, the bad guys finding him. And that's Tower City. So that, that whole mall area where they're talking and, and everything else that's uh that's in cleveland so very cool um number five captain america civil war this was not even on their list and i i'm shocked at that like i don't expect it to be on as high on people's lists as it is on mine but i still kind of expect it to be on people's lists this for me was what avengers was for a lot of other people so like this one really should have been called an Avenger. It should have been called Avengers Civil War, but they called it Captain America Civil War. Um, it brought so many heroes together, had some of them battling each other and everything else. Like it brought, it was in a living comic book for me. And it was the first movie that really did that for me. Yes, Avengers worked well, but it still felt like a movie if that makes sense, like it felt like an MCU movie. Civil War felt like, at times, like a comic book come to life, a comic book story come to life. And maybe that doesn't make any sense to someone, to some of you right now, but it just makes sense in my head. And that's why I loved this so much. There was just elements of it. Like, I loved the whole battle at the airport. I loved uh, the battle between... Captain America and Iron Man. You could see the blasting Iron Man blasting the shield and and all that happening. Um, The tragedy of Winter Soldier, the fights against Winter Soldier. um, Or, sorry, the Winter Soldier. Sorry. So anyways, Civil War um, was, you know, they're having a... You got um, Zemo playing in, into that. Um, you get to see the, the hologram of Robert Downey Jr. younger when he's losing his parents and stuff. Like, it's so good. I didn't mean to go down the Winter Soldier path because that's also good. Again, this is one where like I could put Winter Soldier above Civil War. I could put Civil War above Winter Soldier. Like They, they go back and forth for me. Um, they're both just very well done. I love both of them. And I will say now that I've mentioned all of them, Captain America is the trilogy that I mean, I think is better than the Nolan Batman trilogy. To me, Captain America is the best comic book trilogy out there. Um, I love all three movies. You saw all three of them are in my top 50 list. All three of them are high on my top 50 list. Like They're number uh, 5, 6, and 15. So... Like they're great. They're just f- 
phenomenally great. Um, so yeah, and I mean, you're gonna hear me talk about Avengers movies, so maybe you could make an argument that the Avengers trilogy is the best ones, but number one, the Avengers is, are not a trilogy; it's a quadrilogy now. Even if you blend, so then if you blend the t- last two movies together, then yes, I guess you could say it's a trilogy. But Age of Ultron, while I liked it a bit more the second time I saw it, I still have a lot of issues with it because I don't like. Um, I I love the actor, and I'm blanking on his name right now, but the actor they got to do the voice of Ultron, I absolutely love. Uh, Spade, I believe it's not David Spade. What the hell's his name? Anyways, <clears throat> I love I love that they picked him to do the voice. I think he was a perfect casting choice. I don't like the material they gave him to say because they made him seem too jokey and too human. Um, and I didn't like the fact that they gave him a mouth to speak with. Like I know Ultron has a mouth, but I feel like it. Not like lips mouth, which is what they kind of did. It's it's more like um, more like an Optimus Prime type mouth, except not mask and more like I don't know, more like trap jaw from Master of the Universe that type of mouth, which just kind of like opens and closes. I don't know. It's, there was just something about it where they made it. They tried to make them too human, and I feel like that was a Hollywood decision. Like we need to make people connect with him as a person and it's like he's not a person like it's a cold-blooded killing robot so um so that that's why i would bump uh avengers movies lower captain america movies however amazing like i can watch all three of them any day of the week anytime love them and today civil war was number five um plus it helps that there's a star wars reference in it so number four Spider-Man, no... Oh, by the way, I think I mentioned Captain America Civil War was not on their list at all, which is... Yeah, I did mention that because it's ridiculous. Um, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Speaking of ridiculous, this is my number four. Not on their list at all. How? How is this not on your list? This is a great movie. You brought in all three... You have all three Spider-Mans from the past and like brought him into this continuity now and all these villains did you you rectified the green goblin issue that i had with the sam raimi movies you bring in the best movie of the sam raimi movies with dr octopus being brought in you remedy the the shit problems with um the andrew garfield spider-man movies like i liked andrew garfield as a spider and as spider-man in those movies I didn't like the villains too much, and they certainly did a shit job with Electro. But then in this movie, they solved that problem because he's amazing in this one. No pun intended. <laughs> um, Jamie Foxx in this as Electro was, was absolutely incredible. Um, the lizard, they did very minimal with the lizard, which is fine because it's hard to fix him. Because <laughs> uh, that wasn't my favorite thing that they did. Um, but they couldn't also make him look different or something like that to make him look more like the lizard. Um, and I do love the lizard as a Spider-Man villain, but they, I just don't think they did a good job with him in the movies. Um, but yeah, they, you know, and you got Sandman coming back and that was great. Like 
it was just a amazing and again I don't I don't mean to keep using that word but for Spider-Man movies especially but this is for some people this is their favorite MCU movie this is their favorite comic book movie and I totally understand that this is my favorite Spider-Man movie and it would be very very hard pressed to ever beat it um, you've got multiverses going on. You've got Doctor Strange in there with some magic stuff going on. You got Spider Man swinging. You got all three Spider Mans. You got all the Spider Mans. They're all showing up. It's got emotion. It's got heart. It's got action. It's it's got everything. How did this not get on their goddamn list? Like, I mean, I guess you could say that the article came out before, but no, it didn't. Like, they had Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness on their list, which came out after No Way Home. So, this is right up there with Batman 89, where I'm like, how the hell did you not put this on your list? And again, everyone's tastes are different. I get that. But again, you're doing an article for Rolling Stone saying these are the top 50 of all time. Of all time. How, 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 how is this not on your list at all? And again, if it's not on your list at all, I, I question you. Like, how is it not on your list? Unless you tell me that you don't like Spider-Man. Like, I just don't, other than that, I don't understand, well, one, I don't understand how you don't like Spider-Man, but that's okay. I probably don't like certain characters that you're like, how do you not like them, but whatever. Um, but yeah, how, how is this not on your top 50 list? It's one of the best superhero comic book movies ever made. And it's not on your list. What the actual F? Number three, The Dark Knight. They had his number seven. The TikTok reviewer, because he's a Nolan fan, felt like that was way too low. In this case, I tend to agree with him for multiple reasons. One, just personal favorite reasons. This is my favorite Batman movie. Um, It's the best depiction of the Joker in live action. Again, I stress live action because the Mark Hamill Joker is the best version of any version um animated or otherwise but this this is the best version the dark knight is the best version of the joker in live action it's perfectly done like you don't know what his origin story actually is um he's psychotic you don't know what what he's going to do next his whole thing is like trying to prove a point uh that anyone can have one bad day and it can that's all it takes to make someone go completely nuts um it's a great movie absolutely great movie i've watched it hundreds of times already and much like i was saying with batman 89 this was one that everyone knew about it sold tickets it people went to go see this multiple times i went and saw it multiple times and I wasn't alone. Tons of people. You couldn't go anywhere and not hear about this movie. 
so yeah, it's number three for favoritism reasons and for just mass consumption reasons. <laughs> you know, the public at, at large love this movie. And you don't have to have seen any of the other... You don't have to have seen Batman Begins to know to watch this one. You just have no Batman and Joker. Um, you don't need to watch the sequel after this one if like it's not necessary. So yeah, it's it's a great great Batman standalone movie if that's what you want from it. So uh, number two, Avengers Endgame. I really wanted to put. So I'm just going to say what both of them are. Number two is Avengers Endgame, and number one is Avengers Infinity War. That should have been pretty obvious what number one was going to be. They had Avengers Endgame as number four. I can understand that a bit. Uh, They had Avengers Infinity War as number 16. That is criminally low. This, uh, uh, so Infinity War is probably one of, well, for me, it is the greatest superhero comic book movie ever made. Um, This is the, this is the Empire Strikes Back because it ends with the bad guys kind of, well, bad guy winning. Um, I shouldn't say kind of winning, he wins. Um, it's epic, it's awesome. Every character you can imagine is in this movie, which is a no small feat. And they all have parts to play, incredible parts to play. Huge, huge battle, and yes, not as big as the battle at the end of Endgame, which going to talk about both these movies. I wanted to cheat and put both these movies as just number one. Because to me, it's one long movie. Like, I li- you literally have to go from one to the next one because you can't just watch Infinity War and not go into the next one. The reason Endgame is lower than Infinity War for me is because it does get a little choppy. Like, it jumps around a little too much story-wise. Like, you can still follow it all. It's no problem there. But it does jump around a little bit to where Infinity War was very smoothly laid out planned out and executed perfectly whereas Endgame like I said it kind of it has some jumping around moments that are just a little jarring but like oh my god the last battle in Endgame and to hear like on your left and then to hear Cap say Avengers Assemble finally like they were building up to him finally saying that gave me chills him catching Thor's hammer staying there with the shield and the hammer oh my god it's everything you wanted to see as far as a comic book fan like I don't know how I don't know how these wouldn't be the top movies on someone's list. They said, I I get arguments for Superman and Iron Man and No Way Home. and Like, I I get it. And Logan, I mentioned that also. Uh, Like I said, Iron Man, maybe even The Dark Knight, I can see. Winter Soldier, I know, is on some people's top list. You know, the top of their list. But just for a comic book fan like myself to see all these characters play out this story is just incredible. 
and I can watch it a thousand times and never get bored. There's so much to see. There's so much going on. There's so much of a story to tell. Um, it's it's epic. Like it's truly the purest version of that word describes these movies. They are epic. Um, I don't ever ever see anything topping and like you said in my mind it's Avengers Infinity War Endgame (laughs) like it's just two movies just blend them both together give me six hours to watch them um you know and then and then we can move Dark Knight into number two (laughs) um but yeah those I couldn't talk about one and not talk about the other and like you said to put for Rolling Stone to put Avengers Infinity War at number 16 is it's criminal. That's you, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And like you said, as much as I love Black Panther and think it's a fantastic movie, you don't put Black Panther above Infinity War or Endgame. Especially because you, you get so much of Wakanda and a battle going on there. Like, you, you get Black Panther in Infinity War. You get Captain America in Infinity War. You get Iron Man in Infinity War and Endgame. You get Spider-Man in Infinity War and Endgame. You get Guardians of the Galaxy in Infinity War and Endgame. Like, all these separate movies all culminate to this one, these two movies. They said, Infinity War to me is a little bit better of a movie than Endgame, but I love them both. They will always be my number one and number two. I would be shocked if anything ever beats them. And if something, I hope something does beat them one day because that means I've, there's even that much better movies that are being created. But it's, it's going to be really tough. <laughs> so, um, maybe if they do an amazing job with, like if DC ever did an amazing job with like Blackest Night or something like that. I don't see that happening. But, like, if you did a Green Lantern trilogy where you did... Green Lantern Rebirth um Sinestro Corps War and then Blackest Night I don't know how you'd pull all that off but okay then then I'd be like okay these are the best movies ever made I don't see them doing that but um yeah these are just it's ridiculously awesome so as much of a DC guy as I am when it comes to comics and I love DC and Marvel don't get me wrong, but I do read a lot more DC. I've always read a lot more DC. I have a lot more DC in my collection. I can't deny that the Marvel movies are overall superior. I mean, even looking at my list. But there's contenders in there for DC. So, but yeah, like, what's, what, what can possibly beat Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame for someone like me? If I missed anything that should have been on the list or a movie that you think is fantastic, that's a comic book movie, like I didn't do things like Men in Black because I know Men in Black's based on a comic, but the movie is such a departure from the comic, um, and I don't think it would have made my top 50 even though I really liked the movie. From Hell, kind of the same thing, like I know all of that is not a departure from the comic, but I, you know, and then there's like Road to Perdition. It's a fantastic story. Um, as far as, as from what I remember, it follows the comic pretty well. But again, not 
a top 50 for me, but a great movie. So, like they said, they're, they're still, you know, The Phantom uh, is another one. I like The Phantom with Billy Zane, but not... Uh, is it Billy Zane? I don't know. I feel like that's the ShamWow guy or something. But anyways... Um, or OxyClean guy. But I don't, I, I don't know. Um, but anyways, you know, The Phantom, like, I don't see that being a top 50, but, you know, whatever. But it's a fun movie. Uh, I guess you could say Flash Gordon, but I feel, I can't remember if Flash Gordon started off as a comic or if it started off as a movie serial or, or just a book or what. But, um, but I love the Flash Gordon movie from the 80s. Not a top 50, but one that I've watched a lot and, and like it. So, he said, if there's anything I missed that you think, oh my god, Ryan, how did you forget about this? Put it in the comments. Let's talk about it. I would love to hear what people's top 50 are or what your top 10 are, what your top 5 are, or something like that. Or, like I said, telling me something like, hey, why didn't you, you didn't even mention this movie and it's it's a great one. Um, so, uh, with that, I've talked quite a bit. It is now almost 1 o'clock in the morning here. So, with that, I'm going to go ahead and close the episode by saying the Force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone.